This episode of Hop Heroes is brought to you by Magic Mind. Hey, Zach, tell me about your morning routine. Well, Jordan, let me tell you. I, I wake up, I do 50 push-ups, I squat 300 pounds, and then I have a spot of tea. Don't believe any of that. JR. You know, I'm, I get up at 4 in the morning, and I work that out. I sweat out as much as I can, and I have a piece of toast, and that's it. So both of you work out vigorously in the mornings, and you both look like this. <laughs> Jordan, I'm not sure if this. About. I think my sweatshirt is actually uh, hiding what I really look like. If I, I just, if I got more naked, maybe you'd see. <laughs> All right, let's move past that. So, what I'm proposing to you guys is you guys give your lifestyle a bit of a kick. It's called Magic Mind, brewed mm. by Stephen Strange himself in the depths of the Sanctum Sanctorum. <laughs> this is a magical substitute for your regular daily caffeine boost, and it's not actually by Stephen Strange, but that adds to our comic feel it's actually from a silicon valley known creator and he has brought the world's first productivity shot to the main stage so curious what you guys think take a swig Ooh, ooh, yeah it's good no it's really good isn't that good yeah, yeah. like it doesn't hurt at all to go down yeah, it doesn't it's hurt. Smooth. It doesn't hurt me. There's no sharp objects <laughs> no. in the shots. So seems safe. Contains 13 active ingredients, scientifically designed to improve energy, focus, and mood while decreasing stress. All things that combined improve your productivity. So it's basically supposed to get away from that anxiety, caffeine, jittery feel and just give you that natural calming boost. And I've been doing it for three days now, and it's supposed to take you know about 72 hours to kick in fully where you feel the effects of everything inside of it. And I will say it's a lot more calming energy than i've ever experienced from coffee cool i love it so get yours today go to www.magicmind.com slash hop heroes and put in our code hop h2o and get 20 percent off your next subscription it's as easy as that go to www.magicmind.com slash hop heroes and put in our code hop h2o and get ready for your life to change welcome to hop heroes podcast a show where we talk about nerd culture Alcoholic beverages and everything in between this week on Hop Heroes. The Sam. Dick. Yeah. She's like, uh. Tell me it's huge. And then she starts slapping his balls. This is like the biggest it. you've ever seen. <laughs> Relatively speaking. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Donald Duck never wore pants. But whenever he's getting out of the shower, he always puts a towel around his waist. I mean, what is that about? Well, our auras are linked together, so Always. I understand. Always Always forever. They're not linked. They're linked like little... I can feel your aura throbbing within me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. anyway. Um, yeah, it was a... It was a... It was a hard story to follow. Um, but I think that so Loki, yeah, dude. <laughs> Let's get Hello and welcome to another episode of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with me, as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast, J.R. Gonzalez. Hey, Jordan. How are you? I'm good, man. That's good. Did you know that it's been 30 years since Jurassic Park has came, up, came out to theaters? I did know that, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty... Of course, I, of course I knew that. I'm just checking. What a great f- fact. Yeah, wait. <laughs> did you start this. I'm not done yet. Did you know? Did you, oh, did you know I that... Like uh, um, 
Uh, I didn't know that last one, by the way. <laughs> I, did, I did not. I had no idea. Oh, okay. Did you know that Drew Barry just Drew Barrymore just got in, engaged? No. To who? Do we know him? Tom Green. Again. Not Tom Green. Rando. Mm-mm. Now you got me oh, like pop culture. You pop brought culture that up and intro. you don't know who it is. No, I had it, and then you like threw me off with your like smirky smiles. Yeah. <laughs> smirky. smirky smiles. Smirky smile. Smirky smiles. Jordan smirky smiles. Earth. Um. Uh. Paulie Shore. They got engaged. Yes. She went oh, from Paul Tom Shore? Green to Pauly Shore. Well, there was people in between there. I know, but she's got a type, man. <laughs> she's got a type. She's got like a 1990s <laughs> goofy reality star co- comedian off the grid. Isn't wasn't Pauly Shore canceled, or is he just? No, I don't fell think he was. Can- he earth? fell off the face. His his mom was like this um, major. Like she owned the comedy store, so he's like you know like integrated mm. into Hollywood. Yeah. Wow. Um, but uh, Pauly Shore, uh, she announced it on her TV show, or he mi- asked her on her TV show. So I don't know if that was like a trap, because I mean, what is she? Gonna, what if she says no? Oh, he really asked her on live television. Live television. Oh wow. Ballsy okay. move, Big balls bro. Paul. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Quick question: What's your favorite Pauly Shore movie? Ooh. Zach, for you, name one Pauly Shore movie. Bro, honestly, I was just thinking, like, I, like, panicked. I'm panicking, Googling right now to try to find a Pauly Shore movie. Jordan always asks the questions I don't that we're not ready one, for. I don't have one, dog. I don't um, have one. But mine, maybe if okay, I Google. So, obviously, Encino Man is, like, a big... Encino Man's got to be up So, there. if I'm going to put it out there, I like the Army um, Army of One or... Um, in the Army Now. In the Army Now or what's the other one where he goes oh, to one. the farm... Um, the in-laws, uh, son-in-law? I don't know if I've seen that son-in-law. one. Son-in-law. Oh, son-in-law, yeah, yeah. There's jury duty. <laughs> jury duty, oh my God. Biodome. Bro, Bio-dome. easily the best Pauly Shore movie is the Goofy movie. Oh my God. That's true. He's, He's the cheese Lock it down, He's dude. He's the cheese Lock it down. Good job, there you That's go. The That's my one. favorite movie. If that counts, I'll, <laughs> I'll allow it. I think Encino Man might take the cake for me. I don't know, jury duty in the army. There's a lot. In the army, I mean, I the son-in-law is really funny, but I will tell you, if anybody got criticized, I don't want to hear anybody criticize Keanu Reeves about being the same guy over and over. <laughs> Because literally, Paul Shore is the same guy. Well, that's a comedian. That's like <laughs> saying Chris Farley is the same character in every movie. Like, yeah, they're freaking just being. He was a little. He didn't get a chance. I mean, Beverly Hills Ninja, though. I mean, he was starting to like evolve. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was the end. <laughs> Welcome to the Paul Shore Pod, uh, Chris Farley. Ah, oh, man. So, uh, Zach, we haven't introduced you yet. How you doing, bud? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. Are you? Uh, are you going? Are you like emphasizing the mustache for November? Is that is that the plan? Or you know, I I did this for the Halloween party as That's part of right. my costume. That's right. What was your costume? I was Travis Kelsey. Oh my! Yeah. Really? God. Yeah, I was. I was pretty. Uh, you ended up not coming to the to the party, but I was pretty concerned that we were gonna be the same costume on multiple costume choices. I had oh, like not just for one. I we were Melissa initially thinking about. Barbie and Ken. Yeah. And I was like, well, we can't be Barbie and Ken because Jordan and Melissa are going to be Barbie and Ken. Like, very <laughs> likely. Ryan Gosling, I mean. Very likely. So yeah. then I was like, all right, we're going to do Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey. And then like a day later, I was like, I mean, Jordan and Melissa probably would be <laughs> Travis Kelsey <laughs> and Taylor Swift, I am in your head, dude. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so I literally had to like hit you up and be like, dude, what are you going to be? Because I don't want to. If, if we were able to make it, we were going to be Gambit and Rogue. But uh, okay, perfect. Couldn't pull that one off. Yeah. Had to go to another party. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So was it a good time yeah man it was a great time halloween is always like a big kind of huge holiday here and you know we have a big party and the huge costume entrance slash costume uh yeah yeah contest uh alicia and i did not win this year wow oh. yeah is this yeah. where because every year has been rigged obviously so this year the one <laughs> every year has not been rigged. through it so it wouldn't be too suspicious for next year we did come in second place oh. but there is no second place prize who, who the winner actually was our neighbors who nobody knew which was like kind of like 
the shocker of the night, but mm. you know they had a great entrance, so they they pulled it off. I actually heard about this entrance from uh, Mark. Was yeah. this the lady in the tramp? Yeah, <laughs> I heard they they got they got a little. Rowdy. They got explicit. Yeah, they got explicit, and yeah. people liked it. I, I mean, personally, I didn't vote for him, <laughs> but they won the vote. So yeah. I, I saw people yeah. liked that. So um, shout <laughs> out to good. them, and yeah, but yeah, we have a big Halloween party every year, and it was yeah, it was fun. It was a lot yeah, of fun. Man. Good. Well, uh, I am excited for Halloween to come, the years of Halloween to come, because I am moving in two weeks. Yeah, man. Going to the Burbs, going mm-hmm. over the east side of the state, and I just want to decorate, and I want to have trick-or-treaters. Yeah. I, I mean, Good luck with that, by the way, because we got like five this year. Really? Yeah. And this is like a trick-or-treat neighborhood, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like Last it is. year, we got like more, and it, it's like dwindling. Like, yeah. I, I really feel like kids going door-to-door... I don't know. Like in, in the years to come, I don't know if it's still going to be a thing. Because what's happening is like they're they're hosting like communities are hosting these like trick or treat events where like it's all supervised and you go there and like there's like trucks that hand out at least that's what they did in Maple Valley hand out candy and it's controlled and then you go home and go to bed like trunk or treat type deals trunk or, or treat is what yeah. they did in here. Oh, wow. So I just feel like that's taken over more because it's like safer maybe. Yeah, I could see that. I will say if you when you guys eventually uh inevitably come over uh to the new crib, it it it's a neighborhood that looks like it's from the 70s. Like it's like mm. just old school Stepford wives like yeah. I, I hope you get triggered. I imagine bro. I'm going to get like a fruit yeah, cake from the neighbors when I get there, maybe some fresh baked <laughs> banana bread. Carl sugar. I'm expecting it. I'll be disappointed <laughs> if I don't get some baked goods <laughs> uh, brought to my doorstep. So yeah. um yeah, this will be the one of the few episodes where we're in person moving forward. Yeah. Um, Sad, but true. Remotely, but yeah, it's been a good run. We've overcome adversity before in the past. I think yeah. we can Yeah, Alaska was pretty far, right? Alaska actually. was further. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I got a, a, a master suite in the in the attic for any of you guys. In the attic. Crash. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I had a guest room there. <laughs> well, it's it's not the attic. It's the upstairs. The oh, upstairs right. is one big room. Oh, wow. With a bed and a bathroom and everything. So. Oh, dope. Um, the Barlow yeah. Castle is... Is, is upstairs. Barlow Manor will travel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> east, <laughs> east and west. Yeah. Side. And then I'll have a little little one for uh, Louie to play with when you guys come over. So. Hell yeah, bro. When does she do again? January 17th. Sick. So sick, lot, sick, lot, sick, lot sick. Coming, coming up. The pike. Coming yeah. up. Yeah, man. Big big stuff, dude. Big stuff. Big stuff. We're growing up right we're before growing up. years, listeners. But yeah, Hop surprising. Heroes is going to continue, right? Hop we're going to we're gonna keep, we'll it, keep it pushing. Yeah. yeah. Always rise above. Every month. It's always great talking. And this is our time that we get to spend with each other because we're always so busy. I can't believe yeah. how busy we are now. Yeah, but. for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Speak for yourself. So, uh, <laughs> can I tell you a story that happened to me last night real quick before we get into this? I love so, last night stories. All right. Stories. So, Alicia and I have been going on date nights every Friday night. That's been our kind of our our deal because since the NFL season has started, I've just been like, look, Sundays, I need Sundays. Thursdays, like I, just, I need Thursdays. I need Thursdays, Mondays. I need Monday nights. Like, I, <laughs> I got love it. your bargaining. <laughs> of, uh, Black Friday's coming up. They have a football game on Black Friday. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so so you have to work that I've out. had to bargain with her because, yeah. spe- you know, I got all these fantasy teams. I'm <laughs> starting to manage a little a little small hedge fund. I'm gambling a little bit more. So, I, I, I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, I need these days. So, in order to, like, win these days, I've been like, look, I'll take you out every Friday, every single Friday. <laughs> and on Saturday, you can do whatever you want. And she's like, all right, deal. So, we've been going on date night. So, last night, we went to this bar in Maple Valley. It's called the Lost Dutchman. It's right next to QFC. Yeah. We've driven by it a million times. Mm-hmm. It looks like a shithole. Like, it's Maple Valley. We weren't expecting much. We walk in, and it's nice. It's actually nicer than I thought. It's bigger than I thought it would be. And it's, like, very timeout vibes. Like, TVs everywhere, pool tables, dartboards. Like, better than I thought. 
So we're hanging out there, and they do karaoke at 9. So I'm oh, watching. God. I'm sweating the Mavs-Nuggets game. Ended up hitting that bet. But after, after that, they do karaoke. And I'm like, all right, what does Maple Valley got to bring? What you would expect, mostly terrible. One really good singer. But the, main, the reason why I'm telling the story is because at one point there was this grandma, right? She's like a little old lady with gray hair and got a gold like cross. Like, and she just looks like she's like the sweetest old little thing. Hitting the strip and she mall gets, dive bar on a Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> she gets on the stage. And then the DJ is like, you know, I forgot her name. Let's call her Veronica. You know, the DJ gets on the mic. It's like, this is Veronica. She's kind of shy. Can you like, you know, give her some, some, some love or whatever encouragement. Mm -hmm. So everybody's like, you know, yeah. Like cheering her on or whatever. Right. So she's sitting there all feeble, you know. And then after like the cheers die down, the music starts and she goes, are you guys ready to party? <laughs> and then it's like death metal. And she's like screaming it, like, bah, 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 like screaming it. <laughs> and I'm watching yeah. this and I'm like. What the <laughs> fuck? Where am I, bro? Everybody's losing their mind. She brought the whole house down. And then afterwards, she like goes and sits at her table. And she's like, you know, just like this cute old lady. Like, who, who are you, Veronica? Oh, man. So anyway, yeah, I just needed to put that, table, yeah, that we story on tape. Veronica because Veronica brought the house down last night at the Lost Dutchman she's karaoke. She's like the hype, so. the hype person at, for sitcoms, you know. Like yeah, that's shows. what it, I felt yeah. like it was a sitcom scene or something. Well, we like gotta go to, uh, we gotta get through this episode so we can go to the see Lost Veronica. Dutchman. Yeah. See if <laughs> Veronica is popping off. Uh, all right, well, that is fantastic. This uh, this month's episode, we are going to talk a few things. We're going to talk Gen V, the mm -hmm. new spinoff series mm -hmm. from The Boys. We're going to talk the creator. Uh, one of my favorite movies I've seen. Uh -huh. And then we're really? going to chat on Loki Season 2. So, <laughs> But before we get into those, let's go into our beverage breakdown. Break it down again. So, we've done Black Raven before. Um, Love Black Raven. Brewery out of Redmond in 2009. Zach just poured all over his pants. Nice job. Fuck. Uh, so this month we're going with Perplexer Hazy Pale. Perplexer. And I chose this one because when trying to think of the plot synopsis of Loki Season 2, yeah. quite frankly, I'm perplexed. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I cannot explain it. <laughs> if someone were to ask me, what is Loki Season 2 about? I have which I'm going to ask you later on the Mike JR to be ready to explain to our right, listeners right, right, right. the plot. Uh, it's damn near fucking impossible. It's all over the place. It's confusing as fuck. But um, it's perplexing. And so this is a hazy pale. Um, it's fitting. It, have you, have you gone, gone down the hatch yet? Z? No, I'm doing it right now. So while you're doing that, um, it is balanced notes of honey and citrus with a smooth mouthfeel brewed with a state-grown comet and El Dorado hops. It's a 5.3% ABU. Man, I can smell that from here. 38 it's ABU. actually really good. So, you're a fan. I'm a fan, yeah. I, I feel like I, I, I'm not normally like a big hazy pale guy. But this is like a combination of like light, crisp. Oh, that's really good. Like, I feel like hint of honey almost. There is. A honey. sweetness. Yeah, yeah. This is like... Probably the best hazy pale I've ever had. This is damn good. So, yeah. so you're not. I'm a. I'm a big. I'm a pale ale guy I know now. You are. But the hazy pale, like, have you had Sky Kraken from Fremont? No, that's a really good hazy pale as well. Um, it's just a little bit more sessionable. Yeah, a little lighter. Yeah, but this is this is really easy. This is good. This very is very good. This is a great day beer. 
Yeah, it's a, this is a great day beer. So I think we uh, <laughs> also like we stormy, a little, little stormy outside. Yeah, it is. I, it was the roads were flooding on my way down here, yeah. but I had to traverse. Lightning, thunder. It was funny. Hazy I was pale like, with the boys. I might die on my way to Zach's, and then I look over and Batman's in my passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, and the rain falling cut on up. the window. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight will be the night. <laughs> this is the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, yeah, I surprised Zach with a cardboard cutout of Robert Pattinson. Yeah, man, it was Batman, beautiful. So he has a new addition to Hot Oh, yeah. Um, all right, well, let's start off with Gen V. So, as you know, if you've listened to any of our previous episodes, we are big fans of The Boys. Yes. Um, Garth Ennis is an uh, absolute G uh, when it comes to mm-hmm. combining fun, creativity, and just dark, raunchy, gore humor. Um, add Seth Rogen in the mix, and you have, you have a success. Now, I was going to be – I was a little con- concerned going into this. Just any spinoff, I'm always concerned, let alone to be a younger generation. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, what's going to fucking happen here? Is it going to get really kiddy? Is it going to be super – focused on the relationships and the, mm-hmm. the hearts throbs and the backstabbing of girls and guys. And I didn't, th- I didn't feel any of that from this. Um, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I also was afraid whenever you go too far into a superhero series and you're bringing in new characters and bringing in new characters, I feel like the powers just get watered down or blend together. Like how many unique new abilities can you think of yeah. to continue to explore this universe? And I think they did a damn good job of keeping it fresh. Um, there are some similar... Like polarity. Polarity and Andre. Yeah. Water, water bending. Water bending. I mean, blood, That's blood manipulation. Yeah. That shit is badass as fuck. I mean, like... That, that shit is sick. That power was... I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? And then the actual ability she has. Well, I like how people walk walk through... Like, they walk... We're talking about it. Marie, by the way. Yeah, the, yeah, Marie, the protagonist. And, um, and it told, it does remind me of uh, The Last Airbender, because she could water bend, and she eventually learns how to blood bend. But um, I love how they walk you through that, and they're like, yeah, the fucking disgusting power. And you're just like, mm-hmm. yeah. fuck it. Yeah. But then, she, obviously, she develops more and more and yeah. more, and you're like, holy shit, she can actually be super. Oh, yeah. Way- she just stops your heart. When, when I first, like, was introduced to Marie, I thought, okay, I'm not a fan of her, like, powers. I just didn't feel like they were cool, and she was going to be effective. Like, I remember there's like, the scene where she's, like, t- like, she cuts her palm and then mm-hmm. blood comes out and then she's like using it like a whip to hit yeah. garbage cans. Which and I'm is like, like the lamest. Oh my god! Okay, you're power. trash. Like, yeah. th- how are you going to build a story about over around this? Yeah. But for sure, over time, over the course of the season, you start to see her like get more and more in tune with her blood bending mm-hmm. and like gain like the ability to like sense other people's blood, like what's in their blood, get the ability to heal to stop people's bleeding and. You know, obviously, then she starts to, like, be able to explode people's, like, body parts and stuff. Like a penis? Like a penis or, like, an <laughs> arm yeah. at the very end from Kate. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So, I'm convinced that Marie is OP as fuck. OP as fuck. And, potentially, like, the main fighter and defeater of Homelander, ultimately. Well, I mean, it's interesting you say that because uh, the, the politician, the exploding head. Woman, yeah. Yeah, you find her, out that her name is. I got it right you here. Find out that that's the same power that she carries, which I never really put two and two together. Victoria Newman. Because all she does is explode heads, but right it makes sense. Like she they never explode. really discuss how she blows. Right, heads, right. It was a very un- interesting power. Like, right. Now we know she why do. she's a bloodbender too. Exactly. Right. Which, yeah. So and she's fucking a big baddie. Right. right. And in the comic book, they don't really the big baddie of the entire series. I yeah. Think. yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the comic, they we when we read this portion of 
heads exploded. And they, it's just literally that's. I think that's what they like some kind of like. It wasn't blood bending, but it no. was not like some kind of like sonar thing. It was the device that the social media manager uses in the last episode. So do you remember that there's like a, a there's like a what's the university called Gar- Guardians of Goldolkin Goldolkin yeah. University so there's a, a social media manager of Goldolkin who's like a regular guy and he's like oh why don't you take this and put it on your and say I love Vought like and he like is that yeah. guy right well at the very end at the last episode we realized that a he's a spy for somebody we yeah. don't know who but he's spying for somebody and B once he's attacked once they let like all those soups out of the the wood he like instantly pulls out like this hyper technical whistle thing that like puts oh, like the a soup sonar, that yeah. stops the soup. But they had yeah. in the woods too, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he gives her like a little tablet in his in her mouth and yeah. then hits a button and explodes her head. Yeah. So like there's a weapon right. that like regular people can use against soups to explode their head. Just, and he has it. So right. he's not a regular social no. media manager. He's <laughs> I don't think no. he's a spy, basically. Yeah. He's a spy. I just couldn't remember what it was like in the comic book because in the comic book uh, and if if you watch the boys it kind of slowly fo- follows the comic book a little bit more and then as the seasons progress uh, it just kind of went off on their own, which is cool. You know, kind of get a different story. But uh, yeah, in the first series you had that exploding head which is like the first one through 15 maybe on the boys one through 10 i can't remember where that villain was blowing everybody's heads off and mm-hmm. shit like that and so um that's not really discussed so i i do enjoy some of these like backstories with these powers and kind of yeah and then i think that the just to finish the subject with the abilities i think that when they when they go with a woke approach, I always get like, how is it going to be forced on our throats? Like like Disney's really poor at that. Like yeah, they, they're, they're not, not great. That this is one not. had a lot of it, but I think it was so well done that it wasn't like the main part yeah. of the focus. Like the the non-binary character that Jordan. goes back. Yeah, goes Jordan. To, yeah, Jordan goes mm-hmm. back to why are you smiling? I'm goes just back so to Jordan. guy and girl and like different powers. Who put this? When he's one or the other. Yeah, it's a unisex name. Uh, <laughs> and I thought that was a really cool, really cool way to do it. Like. I didn't even think about it. It didn't even like occur to me that they were actually saying when even I think now that you say it that, you know, when she says he, she or they or them. um, And then like obviously Jordan's having sex with guys and girls. And he's struggling or or they're struggling with his their dad. Yeah. What do you want? That was like the coolest part about that character. I actually and I have a rank like and I'm going to ask you guys to rank the characters later Mm. at the end of this. Jordan is my fifth favorite character out of six so like i'm not gonna like <laughs> sit here and say that that, that was anticlimactic they were my favorite character <laughs> it was a little bit but i'm just saying like i that character i thought was like pretty bland generally yeah. but the best part was uh the nine the non-binary identity and the struggle of like trying to be accepted for who they are mm-hmm. with like the people around them that they grew up with that yeah. was like the coolest part like yeah. I, I i fucked with that i actually feel like they could have leaned into that like more like mm-hmm. amongst like peers and like educators or around that person but if you like remove that part of jordan lee like honestly what else do you got yeah what else you got up with that character a backstabbing secretary yeah, I mean, it's, like that's it's my problem. Super with that strong, has it's like super sonic strength powers. and then sonic powers, yeah. but there's not like, I don't know, motivations. Like I, I just felt like so it, outside it, of that, it was yeah, like a but it's character. a good twist though. I mean, they they did a good job because they even her, uh, their necklace was like half half yeah. chain, and then when she changed it to pearl necklaces, yeah. so I. Thought but I also will good. say like I feel like all the characters were pretty good. Yeah, like the the bar is high. So when I say fit like fifth out of six, like I loved Gen V. Yeah. So, and it's they're very, all they're all good. It's very cool the the age they're at because they're like discovering their powers. They're not like mm-hmm. already experts in their powers. And you get to see that process. And like, yeah. with Kate, yeah. like 
initially she was more like rogue. Like she had to touch you. Yeah. She control your Kate mind. Kate is a fucking monster. And then bro. she just starts becoming more and more like Xavier-ish where she can mm-hmm. just hop into your head. She can put you into a place in your mind. You can, yeah, she bro. She can put you into her It's dreams. almost like the Phoenix. It is. Like she kind of like her eyes got red and, and like she got more and more powerful and it got like obviously she's fucking herself up when she's doing this. But like the, the potential of what she can do is so nuts. And you find out Shetty's been like watering her down this whole time with the yeah. medication and like what's her actual yeah. potential right. and yeah the one thing i'll say about them discovering their powers which i think is interesting and worth mentioning is this is the first generation of in this world of people who know that their powers have come from what's compound that drug called v. compound v compound yeah. v, like yes. that's like a that's a big thing to like understand because before this everybody was like oh i'm born special like they thought that they were just They're born, born that, yeah. this way right. and lived this way all these kids that are going to this college know that their parents gave them compound right. v. which in- inherited them to actually be very very like anti-parents or anti yeah dude it creates yeah. all this trauma yeah. that they have to deal with because they're like my parents did this to me and like a perfect example is andre and polarity yeah, yeah. polarity is like you have to be part of the seven you have to be this like i have all these expectations for, of you and andre is like trying to fucking navigate that while also wanting to like be himself have his own identity and trying to like you know he find a way to be good yeah. yeah he wants to be a kid you know like it's like that parental pressure so i feel like it's like pretty dope that they pulled that aspect in like what happens when people realize their parents did this to them yeah how does that affect their their upbringing and i think they really hit hit that one out of the park yeah and then towards the end of the the season they pivot to kind of like a a political aspect of like soups lives matter like the maga approach to it so good like that was i thought genius and like you never really have sympathy for the soups but these kids make you kind of feel for them. Like, they're they're yeah. exiled from society to an extent. They're, they're like, looked at as freaks. Yeah. They have to be in their own university, which it's, like, I think they call it God You, which is hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. They're gods. Godolkin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I was just all around impressed. Um, I I guess we can go and, I don't know, is there anything you want to talk about? I, I, I want to kind of touch on that. Um, when they kind of pull in the soups versus humans, the kind of, like, almost like that, extreme kind of right versus left approach. That's the moment that they take Gen V and they tie it into the boys. Yeah. And it like becomes this cohesive story, right? Because when we left the boys, what we had is Homelander becoming more and more extreme, becoming more and more like soup over everything else. Like he gets pissed at other heroes when he finds out other heroes killed soups. Yeah. And he ends up killing that person who is pro- uh, Starlight, mm-hmm. and he's at on trial for that. Mm-hmm. So he's like becoming like an extremist almost yeah. on the right, like pro soup, right? And then this whole story of Gen V, you have these like two competing factions. Sam on one side, who's going, who's in the woods, who is you know, I don't know, experimented on, like he's t- he he you know abused all this shit, and he ends up like hating people because mm-hmm. of that, right? And then on the other side, you have Dean Shetty, who who's family died in that plane crash that Homelander ki- like killed. I don't know if you guys remember this, no, but I do, yeah. Homelander lets this plane crash because he wants to use it as like a way to try to get soups into the military. Mm-hmm. He literally watches it. So Dean Shetty's family dies on that. So Dean Shetty develops this hatred for soups. So these are two extreme opposites. And then you have like Dean Shetty trying to be like, well, fuck, I want to kill all these soups, which then creates more extremists on the other side. So it's fucking mess, bro. Like, And we're moving more and more towards this like it's like a commentary on you know, left and right, like mm-hmm. extremist politics, obviously. But in this world, it's like moving towards this like 
boiling point where you're going to have like people versus soups. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to take sides. And I just thought it was really, really dope to have that. Like the politics of like the world outside of Gen V of the university infiltrating this university like like happens in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the only difference is that the uh, one side is much more powerful than the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it became like a boiling point and there was a showdown. I'm, yeah. Uh, I know what side I'm taking in from placing wagers. Um, <laughs> the end was interesting. I was very intrigued by what you guys thought of how it ended because Homelander comes in, mm-hmm. mops, was it Marie that he shoots with his lasers? Yeah. I think so. Yep. And yep. you're like, oh, fuck. And then all of a sudden she wakes up. Yep. She's fine, really. Yeah. And she's with all of her friends in this room with no doors, no windows. Yeah. Like they're, they're trapped, they're captured. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like how do we get from that final battle to where they ended up being pretty much untouched, unscarred. Like, well, I have a theory, but I'll let JR. Well, go. I, I, I think if I remember this right, Marie, um, Andre was telling her, man, you took that like a champ. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we obviously know she's fucking stronger than shit because yeah. usually he burns the shit out of people. He kills, like he kills people. Yeah, he's killed like, That's super, what he's on trial for. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. His laser De- that's like a death sentence. <laughs> so, um, I, I think definitely there's, you know, the, the school itself, like there's like there, to me, there's always like, there's this conspiracy thing going on and it's like a conspiracy thing on top of conspiracy thing going on with the, with the, the school. And it's like these whole, like you thought Shetty was doing this whole thing, but then there's someone else and like, it's so intricate, I think, Mm -hmm. which is great. And I, I feel like that they had all this like planned out and they were like, they had these lists of like very kids who are going to be in the seven. I, I, I really think it was a poll to see who's going to be on which side. And they just found out who, and they were prepared for this. And they just jammed all those kids in like this secret under base under a dam somewhere in the Canadian wilderness where they created Wolverine somewhere. <laughs> and I think that's where <laughs> they're at. Specific. Yeah. I think, I Strikers think that's lab. Strikers lab. Yeah. And I think that's where they're at. And I, I think it's, I think it's a great setup because I was, Zach and I were kind of talking about it a little bit. I just kind of wasn't sure where the end of this show was. Like, I was surprised that it just, I was like, oh, that's the end. Oh, is that the, like, it just kind of kept going. Yeah. And then they kind of left you with a nice cliffhanger and you're like, fuck. Like, and yeah. then you saw the after credit scene? I, missed, I didn't see the after credit scene. I missed scene. it. What? Really? There's I'm, an after credit scene? Oh, yeah. yeah. Shit, so man. It's uh, somebody walking with a flashlight in, like, the abandoned woods lab. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Looking in doors, looking in rooms. And then he walks into one room and you see, like, feet strapped to a gra- the ground and it pans up and it's Billy. He goes, well, fuck me. And then it cuts out. Billy Butcher. Yeah. And so Billy Butcher's trapped. No, he's, he's exploring. He's the exploring woods. the woods. Uh, and he finds a- somebody just shows his legs. Yeah. Yeah. To the ground. And then he goes, well, so, fuck me. And then it, Billy dude, Butcher's such a Gen good advocate. Gen B is like going to just flow into the boys. So beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I that like, I think it will. I, I just feel like the way that they're weaving these worlds together is yeah. like really cohesive. And I feel like, Disney could take notes yeah. on. So is wow. Gen V like a 3.5 season of boys or... Are, continue building mm-hmm. off of it? Oh, yeah. And then the season four is going to, you know, so... so I think they're mel- they're going to meld these. So it's like I think they have five. to. If they bring in Homelander and Billy, they can't just like... Have I'm so happy to see Homelander. With each other. It's, they're they're such great DC. characters. I mean, they are kind of DC. They're a little... <laughs> but it's, hey, it's, DC, it's, man. So much potential. <laughs> so much parallel storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much... Hey, you can only go up. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you can, can only get better from here. <laughs> so, yeah, my theory is from that ending, Billy's going to go and find the... The kids. The kids. The kids. And yeah. build another team. Yeah. Ooh. That'd be cool. A team yeah. of powers. Yeah. All right, let me touch on the, the ending real quick. So, I think that um, Ashley Barrett who is, like, the Vought manager, mm-hmm. that redheaded yeah. lady. Yeah, her name's Kobe something. 
Yeah. I think her. Oh, is that? Did I? Was that her actress name? Ashley that, Barrett. Her, her, no, her her uh, her uh, real name is uh, Colby Minfee. Yeah, Colby Minifee. Minifee. Yeah, Minifee. Um, I think that she is uh protecting those kids because I think that like over time she has like such a front row seat into how fucking off his rocker Homelander is. <laughs> And how like she's she's developing like a healthy fear of the of the soups that she's working with, and she has like a lot of power within Vought. Mm-hmm. and so I think that she like is flexing her power to like first of all, Homelander can't kill those kids. He's already on trial for murder. Right, he, he can't tried. kill him. <laughs> yeah, he did try. He did try, but I think that like she probably talked him down, put them in a, in an area, and then spun it off so like they're the villains, and that Kate and Sam yes. are like the gu- new guardians of Godolkin, yeah. which yeah. is like sure because like you know. She probably had to give something to get something. But I think that, like, next season, Ashley's going to, like, start to kind of turn. That's what I think. Turn for the better? Yeah. T- turn towards, like, the Butcher, Butcher and these kids. Marie, I think, is, like, going to be the only way to defeat Homelander. Like, she just took a blast to the chest. Like, her, we don't know exactly the extent of her blood power. But she's OP. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, she's OP as hell. She's like Homelander level OP. Like she's not there yet, but she's on her way. And she just took. And I think them showing us that, like, she takes him to the chest, wakes up, and is fine. They're like, okay, I want you to know that this this chick right here, bro, she's 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 gonna be a monster. Yeah, like, yeah. She's a little bit stronger than Starlight, I'd say. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. I think there is some definitely like little little Easter eggs with coming up. I mean, Emma too, who the one that could shrink. She obviously had yeah. the strength to to puke, to shrink, and that was such it. a good way to make that power too. <laughs> yeah, like she's anorexic, battling with body dysmorphia. Like, right, so genius, fucking dude. good. Right, and so everything I think college kids actually struggle with, like they, they, they make did it. Like, yeah, abilities. Yeah. Um, uh, but at, towards the end, she starts she starts to get smaller when she got worked up, and when it, she cried, within her emotions. Yeah, yeah. So like, who knows how that could work either? Because she actually stopped Sam when she got big. She didn't realize how strong she was. So. Yeah. I mean, we could see. I, I think this is gonna be. I mean, just watching these characters get. I love the development and showing that that this wasn't the end of their powers. Yeah. On this, you know, like you knew what uh, uh, some of these guys could do, and you're like, it's kind of the end. But this one, you're like, fuck that. You don't see any ceilings yet. No, yeah. not yet. Which is good. Which is interesting. Which keeps you wanting to watch more. Yeah, I liked it a lot. All right, real quick, rank all the characters from six to one. It like, and this is just purely your favorite. Uh, not powerful. Not whatever. Just like. You you like the most versus Okay. Dave. I'll go first. So I like the most. I liked Emma Mayer the most. <laughs> she, Emma? Yeah. She's she, my favorite too. She made me laugh the whole fucking yeah. time. I love when she's like going to infiltrate the wood and she's like, Yeah, she's fucking yeah, I'm so high right now. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of stole the show, dude. She yeah. did. She made Honestly, me laugh a lot. Emma was so sick. There Emma was, was the gra- she had the most graphic. Her power scenes. was like very unique, as yeah. we've already touched yep. on too. And, so, yeah. and she had the most graphic scenes besides the Sam. Dick. Yeah. She's like, uh. Tell me it's huge. And then she starts slapping his balls. This like, is the biggest dick <laughs> you've ever seen. <laughs> Relatively speaking. <laughs> so I, I thought uh, number one for me, um, I actually enjoyed Marie a lot. I, I was a little annoyed at her Man, in the beginning. Our rankings are going to be so fucking close. Um, I, I enjoyed her second. Um, I did. Uh, are we considering Sam part of the six? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's Marie, Emma, Kate, Sam, Jordan, Andre. So I actually enjoyed Jordan third, and then Andre fourth because he just continued to piss me off. And um, I think Sam would be my last one. Did I get that? Did I miss anybody? Kate. Kate. Oh, Kate's my last one because I fucking. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Fuck Kate. 
Fuck Kate. Um, all right. I, I got Emma number one. I put Andre number two. I really, really? liked Andre's character. I thought he did. I thought the actor did a really good job. Wow. Um, battling with like wanting to just be kind of neutral and complacent and then having to actually go in and save the day. And I also love every single one of these characters has such a unique, mm-hmm. cool twist and like catch to their powers. And his, he finds out that every time he uses them, he's destroying brain cells and can't get them back. Eventually going to become like his father. Like, I think that's a really great trope. He's going to have to battle with moving forward. Right. Um, I liked probably Kate. Um, and I didn't obviously becomes like her, her fucking storyline from beginning to end, like was so unique and mm-hmm. so wild. Like that caught me off guard. What a wide she arc. She went so fucking dark at mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. Shetty, and I did not see that coming. Um, I thought that was great. Um, and then prob- eat your own hands, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. so crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. Like, oh my God. You're going to, you're going to lather that flashlight up and stick it right up your ass. <laughs> Fuck, suck on it. <laughs> oh God. So, she's so fucked up. She is a monster, bro. Um, and then probably, uh, Jordan and then Sam and then Marie. I think Marie is my least favorite. Wow, um, bro. Our rankings are wildly different. I th- you just said they're going to be so yeah. Yeah. close. And then Marie's character change. was obviously super important and super crucial yeah. to the story and powerful. I just didn't like... You never liked the protagonist, dude. Not when they're just like super... I don't know. She's troubled, obviously, but... I yeah, have to bro. have some. What? I have to have some humor, some wit. I have to have something to make, make me enjoy the character. Sam. The only reason Sam's above her, because Sam annoyed me too, is just like when he sees puppets. I think that's fucking hilarious. That made me yeah. laugh. <laughs> like so when, much. when he sees the world in his eyes, and it's like and he's like fucking it's a puppet. Puppets. <laughs> yeah, and that he's like good. murdering all these people, but he's just ripping puppets apart ripping and stuffing his, and, and like stuffing yeah, flying confetti and yeah. shit. Yeah, so I, I like that approach too. All right, number six. I had Andre. I liked Andre the least. Wow. I feel like I just didn't like his. I feel like his power is like bland like this power's kind of whack mind power yeah. and like his whole like l- like he loved kate and kate was his best friend's girl like he kind of wanted to play like the jock like i just felt like his character was like i liked what you talked about like let me just say all these characters are good right yeah. they all have good things right. like i did like that andre had like his father and realized that like you know when he uses his powers, his brain gets all fucked up and then he had to stop Mm -hmm. that chopper. Yeah. And then he like got really fucked up from it. So I, I feel like that was cool, but generally speaking, I thought he was the most bland character next Jordan. I already kind of touched on Jordan. I thought Jordan was cool. I thought that their non-binary power was super cool. I feel like leaning into that was like the best part of the character. If you take that out of it though, we just have like a super strong character who loves the university of Godolkin. You know what I mean? Like super flat. Um, Sam is four. I just thought that Sam had the puppets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it was fucking cool. Yeah. Like, it, it was really dope. His powers are whack, though. He's just really Super strong. Super strong, yeah. But and the puppets got, are fucking cool. What's he got? Is it uh, Asperger's? Or what's like what's his mental... Just, uh, I, I don't know. It's I think he's got PTSD, bro. Yeah, like, uh, I think he's yeah, been like he's probably schizophrenic. Yeah. Um, third was Kate. I loved Kate, dude. Kate was. Savage. I loved Kate. I thought Kate. Like I don't how you're ranking Kate so low is wild to me. Yeah. Just, First of all, her power is sick. Mm-hmm. Second of all, she's dark as fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. She makes people do the wildest shit with her powers. Mm-hmm. Third of all, like once she stopped taking the medicine, her eyes got red. Like, dude, the arc was dope i hope she stays the villain let's keep her around second was emma fucking loved emma yeah you gotta love Emma. fucking loved emma for everything we talked about first is marie i love marie bro i love marie i feel like marie is sick she has like this sad dark story she's trying to find her sister she's trying to understand herself and she's like 
OP, like, but she doesn't know it yet. So we're about to see this like hero arc that she's gonna be on. And I'm I'm here for it, dude. Like, I think that it's fucking dope. Like her whole setup is cool. And she ate a blast to the chest. Like she's a savage. I rock with Marie. She's hard. a savage. I enjoy Maria. That's my ranking. She's not funny enough for me. No, you, you, that's why Emma worked. <laughs> that's why Emma's that's why you, always yeah, there. Yeah. You need to have Emma for but Emma made me, and for every Marie, you need an Emma. Absolutely yeah. you do though. To and they're the besties. And they're besties. I know. Yeah. That was great. How lucky were they they got room together, huh, guys? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we love we love Genji. I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, bro, it's it's good. It's Are we gonna look at the good. ranking? Like the we're gonna give it a rating first. Ratings? I mean, is this better than any just... season of the boys? Oof, that's a good question, dude. I don't know. Honestly, I think it is. Season two is really good of the boys. I'm gonna say yes. Season three was really good of the boys. Yeah, season three was good too. I don't know though. A, it's been a while since I've. I seen know those it's seasons, been a while, so but hard to. I think season for season, like if you count like this as a first season, which is hard to do, mm-hmm. versus the first season of the boys, this might. I think this trumps season one of the boys. I agree, and and I I I feel like, I will say that after season one of the boys versus season one of this, like I feel like I felt super excited about the boys, similarly to how excited I'm feeling about this as a show moving forward. Yeah. I feel like I'm probably more excited about this one. I don't know. I just love these characters so much. Too. Like Emma, Marie, like all these characters are Rufus, so good. You know, yeah. <laughs> Who likes a llama for some reason? The the TA or the, the like the living the, advisors a fucking creep. And and did you see when he got like hit in the head with that thing, and then he falls down, and then he's just butt ass yeah. naked. <laughs> he's uh, translucent sun or whatever. You find that out. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's good. Should we rate it or should we just go to the rankings? Uh. I think if uh, as far as a show goes, I'll give this uh, eight point five. Yeah, I was I was in the eight range. I think I'm like eight eight point five, eight point six, somewhere around there. Eight 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 point eight. Eight point eight. Okay, yeah. so we're all pr- around the same point. Honestly, the only time I got like, oh, this is fucking lame, is when Sam like started partying with the guys, and he's like, oh, like sliding down the hallway. This, like, no, it would never happen in a fucking. It's like. Uh, it totally remind. There's some things that reminded me of like old like movies and stuff, and that was definitely one with Which real is geniuses. Probably intentional. That was yeah. the, the point. Yeah, yeah. To pull in. Uh, what was that Will Ferrell movie? The college movie. Old school. Yeah, I feel like old school. Some of vibes. that. Yeah, when they when they're throwing them in the ice, it totally reminded me of real geniuses. And honestly, with like the- Rufus not being incredibly pissed off and just being like totally cool with his dick getting blown off, like moving forward. Did he grow back? Like, he acted like he had it. It was fine. I'd I don't know, but honestly, trauma. he kind of deserved it. I know no, he, he deserves it, but he's just, like, partying with the guys, and he's like, you just it's, got your dick It's like he grew up. it back or that's, something. That's kind of true, though. If what that's if he his could, power. What if he could grow it back? The other, the other like, call-out I have that's, like, negative is I didn't like how when Kate and Sam were in the woods and they let the soups out, they clearly saw, like, a body that was, like, riddled with fucking disease, like, some sort of, like, gnarly yeah. shit, and they were just looking at it like, oh, Huh, crazy. And then they're looking at, like, these, these like, other soups that are also, like, in the woods. And one of them is, like, drenched in sweat. Like, clearly not, like, good. And they're just like, run it, dude. Run it. <laughs> and nobody even talks about, like, may, like considering what this might this mean. contagious. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I felt like that was, like, an oversight. Like, yeah. any character would look at that and be like, what the fuck is that? Hold yeah. on, you know? Good point. Uh, let's see. So Rotten Tomatoes average audience score is seventy six percent. Low, dude. Not and crazy. then average tomato meter, that's the critics, right? Yeah. That's ninety seven. Wow. Oh wow. So if you mix them, they're probably where we're at. 
That's surprising. The critics had it higher than that the is surprising. audience. Yeah, so higher than us too. This is a people. Lo- I feel like people would love this. But right. Yeah. I it's enjoy. I, I definitely. I was at uh, Amber and I were kind of talking a little bit about this, and she was like, "What kind of show is that?" I was like, "It's kind of a guy show. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, you can if you love comics, a guy or girl, but it's it's pretty violent. Alicia hates it. Yeah, <laughs> she cannot hang, dude. Yeah, Melissa like, doesn't like it. Either. Oh, you're yeah. watching the boys. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, she it's hates kind it. Kind of a guy show. Every everybody. It's just talk- very like. It's very. It's pretty dark. Yeah. I think that's the part that I have a strong stomach for a lot of. Yeah, you gotta be like, you gotta sign up for some some darkness. Which Zach used to hate this like over the top gore stuff. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't feel like it's over the top gory though. Some parts, but not the whole. Is it? I don't think it's like the preacher. It's not a crutch. Yeah, Yeah. I don't remember the preacher, but is it more than the first two seasons? Because the first, I feel like I feel like the 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 vibe. The birds is way okay. Yeah, Yeah. because the guy runs through that. Pee hole. Yeah, pee hole. And then explodes him from the middle. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I tell For people ev- about the boys, that's how I explain that's it. That's so how there's just one scene. <laughs> and if you think this is funny, you'll love it. <laughs> Which we do. It's a, it's, a, it's a good way. If you're not into it, don't watch it. That's, that's the deal breaker. All right. Uh, we'll be uh, right back after this. This episode is brought to you by our friends and family at Action City Comics who have been with us from the very beginning. Love you guys. Uh, they have our picture up on the wall in there from 2000 and whenever. That's how long they've been with us. Forgot about that. Um, yeah. And uh, if anybody wants to know where the, you can look for them on Instagram, Facebook. they got a new Facebook group coming out where you can do auctions, exclusive books. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we love them to death and we appreciate them. So. Federal Way, Washington. Go say hi to my best friend, Doug. Yeah, Doug. Love you, Action City. So before we go into the creator, um, there is some some sad news that has come across uh, over the past week. And personally, it's hits deep with me. Uh, Matthew Perry um, left this earth, unfortunately, tragically. And for anyone that knows me, Friends was a big deal growing up. Yeah. Specifically Chandler. The character of Chandler was uh, a major. He, he, he essentially raised me. <laughs> so much so for my birthday. I feel like you like you based your personality off of Chandler. I, yeah. I mean, In hindsight, after I've done a little bit of research and reading, to I've evolve. kind of come to the realization that like. I think I've told you that several times. Maybe you have, but like, you know, it's, it's different being told and then finding out. But yeah. anyway, go, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. So, um, yeah, he was just, you know. He was a hilarious character. He was mm-hmm. always sarcastic, always witty, but he had a great heart. And I loved him. And uh, it sucks that he's gone. You know, he was on a dark path. I know, Zach, you just finished his his, his autobiography. but um, Memoir. Memoir. Um, and it, it sucks, and I just want to give, give flowers to Chandler. There's, uh, there's one episode that sticks out to me whenever I think of Chandler, and it's my favorite Friends episode. It's season three, and it's the one where no one's ready. And it's basically a bottle episode, and they had reasons for filming it as just one setting in in the apartment where every everything's filmed in one room. And I think those are the my favorite episodes if they're done right, because the story can't go. It's not based on the story. It's not based on you know what can happen here or the conflict. It's just the characters being themselves in an environment and, and just riffing off each other. And that's when you have good characters. That's the most entertaining aspect of the show. And this episode did it to a perfect T. Um, there's also a lot of famous lines from Chandler in this one. Um, this is when Joey and Chandler are fighting over the sofa. Who, yeah. who gets to sit there? And he's, I wrote a little song today. It's called Get Up. Or uh, <laughs> Not Touching, Can't Get Mad. I remember Brand used to always say that to me fucking growing up. It pissed me off. <laughs> uh, but there's one line that stuck with me. It was the first episode I ever saw of Friends as a kid. And this line made me fall in love with the show. You know, it's weird. Donald Duck never wore pants. 
But whenever he's getting out of the shower, he always puts a towel around his waist. <laughs> I mean, what is that about? <laughs> And I, it's fucking true. <laughs> it's true. It makes it's no true. sense. That always stuck with me. It's like, God yeah. damn, that's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to give my flowers to, to Matt Perry. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it was such a surprise, too. Like, everybody was like, what happened? Like, you know, yeah. it was such a tragic thing. So, yeah, I mean, um, I hear nothing but positive about Matthew Perry. So, yeah. and that's that's a good thing. That's yeah. a good thing. You know, you've led a good life when you hear nothing but positive. So, mm-hmm. regardless of what happened, but, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sad times. Yeah, man. Um, I I honestly didn't know a lot about Matt Perry. I'm, I'm coming from first, I didn't watch Friends, you know, so I don't really feel like I have like no room to in. speak on this. No whole nine honestly. yards. <laughs> didn't watch that. Didn't watch uh, Sunset on. Oh, that's such a good show. Yeah, it got canceled like after one year, but I, I got Studio it, I got, like, 60 Studio on Sunset 60 in the Sunset Strip. Yeah. yeah. Um, I try and find that. You can't. He doesn't stream anywhere. You have to like. No. Yeah, DVD, but it was great. But I know I knew that uh, Matt Perry was like huge to Jordan, and I was off last week, so I like read his book in like a day. And a half. You really? Wow. Yeah, that's that so Yeah, happy. Need to watch. And uh, just fucking, you know, so sad, dude. So fucking sad. Um, in all of those seasons, almost all of them that you love, he was fucked. Yeah, he was like doing like fifty-five oxycodones a day, drinking a handle of vodka a night. Wow. Like it's his, just crazy. His weight fluctuated like season to season. Like yeah, he got super thin. He got overweight. Yep. Like yep. season to season. Yeah, and it's just crazy that. But like I will say that Chandler was kind of Matthew Perry. Like Chandler was him. Mm-hmm. Like he just got the role for being Matt Perry, and like it, across his life for better or for worse, he would kind of revert back to Chandler in like his real life relationships, and that would like cause damage because mm-hmm. he he like use Chandler as his like shield against like love and Mm -hmm. shit. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's just, it's just so sad because he was really talented and, 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 uh, you know, at the end he was, he was really broken. Like he was really sick. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people were big fans and, uh, you know, sorry, sorry for the loss, man. Pour one out. Pour (laughs) one out for Matt Perry. All right. So from death comes life. (laughs) Let's talk the creator. From the creator. So I did not get a chance to see this movie. Why not, Jordan? Um, you know, I, I procrastinated. <laughs> I waited and I waited. I love the no excuses ever from Jordan. And I uh, <laughs> I didn't see it. It was it was not playing on a Friday night. That was my whole plan was to watch it last night. Mm-hmm. And I go to buy tickets on Thursday and it's not playing in Bellevue on a Friday night. Yeah. Taylor Swift fucking show was. Don't worry if you want oh to go see goodness. that. But um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm going to be asking questions. In this section, yeah. Um, so, I'll take it. I'll lead this one. Take you can you ask take questions. Take the Ramsey. All right. <clears throat> so the creator was written and directed by Gareth Edwards. This is his first film since Rogue One. If you remember, wow. Rogue One came out in 2016. So long ass hiatus, okay. and this took a long time to make. This film cost 80 million dollars to make. <laughs> it's one of the most expensive original films of the year. Okay. Um. And I want to talk about original films for a second because I think that we need to here. Okay. When is the last time you think you've seen an original film? And I can define it. Not based on a book, not based on IP, like previously established IP, whether it be a film franchise, comic book, a fucking Barbie doll, like whatever, not based on any of that. Like straight up 
the first movie is written and it's a brand new world with brand new characters not based on anything. Um, I just watched one with Jake Gyllenhaal and he is uh, it's directed by Guy Ritchie, which is I sent you guys that video of that one little monologue where he talks about a debt and he goes, It's like a hook that's in me that I can't let go. Do you what, remember what? that? I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, I watched it. Um and it's called um that, that's based on the war. The war happened. That's IP, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's it was written by Guy Ritchie and he wrote the lines and he wrote the script. He wrote everything. Like he so I, is that a considered original? Yeah, I guess my point is is that it doesn't happen Everything, as often as you think. Everywhere all at once. I can't yeah, think of anything other than yeah. It, it doesn't like, happen that often. Yeah. It's pretty rare. So this is this is an, a complete original. The its score was done by uh, Hans Zimmer, oh, the fucking legend. Does that guy have any Hans free time? Zimmer? Does he just always? I don't know, scores? but everything he touches is fucking gold. Of bro. course, fucking gold. This guy is a legend. He's our uh, John Williams. Um, and then we can get into like a quick synopsis and then we can like get into notes. So basically, uh, the creator is based in the future. Um, it's humans have created AI over time and AI have become like these embodied elements of our society. Like they're robots, but they look like people. They have like faces, but they're not people or at least humans are not considering them to be people. Ex machina. Uh, Ex machina, yeah. Machina. And um, then there gets <laughs> to be a point where, you know, the AI want to be free. They want rights. They want to be able to, like, be, you know, respected and all this crazy stuff. And humans are like, no, you're not a person. Like, you don't get the same rights. Basically, we're treating them like slaves. So there's, like, this revolt going on. But humans are really using these, like, gnarly weapons to, like, completely destroy these, these societies of AI. That's where we meet our protagonist, John David Washington, who, wait, that's his name, right? John David Washington, yeah. Denzel's kid? Yeah, yeah Denzel's kid. Denzel Washington. Denzel's so, kid. Yeah. Where he is an undercover agent for the human army within an AI uh, kind of guerrilla group, right? And he's trying to find this, like, legendary AI leader who is, a, you know, nobody knows who or where they are, but that AI is, like, controlling the resistance, basically, of the AI. Um, his cover gets blown. And he kind of gets found out in this like gnarly kind of shootout. Um, and this, you know, there's a scene where a lot of his, he's in love with an AI. So he's like on the fence with where he wants to be. Um, but he's very pro-human. I will say, I will say that. Um, anyway, so long story short, he meets a character named Alfie. Alfie is a, looks like a kid, yeah, but is an AI. And Alfie is like the weapon. Alfie is like the, the, the one AI that's supposed to like be able to free the leader or the, the weapon, the weapon. It's not a leader is like a, a misconception. It's not, a, it's not a leader. It's a weapon. It's like something that the AI are like putting all their hopes and dreams into. And I think the reason they're putting their hopes and dreams in Alfie is because Alfie is a child. Like, I don't know if AI have kids mm. and Alfie is a kid. Am I fucking that up? No. So she literally the first of her kind. She's, which is a kid. She right? is literally, uh, um, and can grow. John David con- Washington's like from his loins, basically. Oh, that's right. That like, was a she huge grew, twist. She grew. She grew. Grew her in replacing their daughter that died when she was attacked, basically, because she was pregnant. She was actually a human. The AI. The, the no. The create. The creator. Oh. Um. In the movie, she's. You don't realize she's how powerful, how smart she is. This is who John David Washington was undercover. Yeah. With and, and he loved her. 
Yeah. And they smashed and she was pregnant. And she he didn't realize. But he didn't AI. know that she was actually the leader of the AI group. She was the leader. Is she AI or she human? She's human. She's oh. human. But she made her baby AI. Yeah. Well, she lost their, their baby in an accident. And then so she cloned, the cloned genes, her genes and made an AI child. That could grow. That was po- both of them. So like they had both their features mm. as a child. And so that could grow and that had this new power that can stop... Uh, basically like a um like a uh, EMP, you know, just kind of like have this pulse and it can shut down mm-hmm. all everything with like its mind. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mind. know it's his daughter when he finds her. He no. find, not when he finds not her. Not when he finds her. He realizes it towards the end, which is where I start to get like choked up a lot because yeah. he's like, shit, this yeah. is not what I think it is. So, so then it becomes this like very familiar story of like Logan or the Mandalorian where like he is, th- he finds Alfie, right? And he doesn't really know what to do with her because like he's technically working for the humans. He's coming from the human army. Like he, like his whole life, he's trying to like destroy AI and all mm-hmm. this shit. But he loved this woman that tried to convince him the entire time that AI was like, you know, not that bad. And then he kind of watched like people who he had built relationships with AI that he had built friendships with while he was undercover get like brutally murdered, like in this like sting operation that he wasn't a part of that blew his cover. And so he's kind of like trying to find himself in this like war of like his identity basically. And he finds Alfie and he's kind of just like, all right, I'm going to kind of ferry you to the next thing. Like I'm going to take you to my friend who is a human to help me figure this out. And then they're going to push me over here to help me figure this out. And it's like this journey of him and Alfie together, just trying to like find what they should do and, and where they should go. Ultimately he takes Alfie back to the AI who like she kind of belongs to. That's when he finds out that, um, that she is his daughter. And in that moment, he has a massive, massive fucking character shift. I don't know if I don't know if I want to get into that right now though. Do you have anything else about the context? Um, I think of story? one thing that, to realize is uh um the main character, uh, Denzel Washington what's his I can't why I keep saying John David Washington, he his goal was Joshua is his character name. Joshua, his goal was to see his love interest, Maya. And so He wants to find her, that's he, right. He he thought she was dead. So when they showed her, basically the military tricked him and said, "Hey, this is we. She's alive. Yeah, she's and you need to go somewhere. find her, right? And, you, and we'll we need you to find her because she's use she's the the main person. She's a leader. Yeah, and they have underground bases everywhere. AI. So that's what that was was his first objective. And then it, it that's when he realizes now his objective is to save her because she's actually the savior. Um, her name is Alfie, the savior. She's actually the savior of the world. So does so she was dead and he was. She was in a coma. Yeah. So, like, in the beginning, he he has this, this love interest who he doesn't know but is the leader of the AI. There's this sting operation, and it's brutal, and he sees this brutality. And within that brutality, he thinks he sees his his love interest die. Maya, yeah. Maya. And so he's basically, like, fucked. And like, he's, like, meant he's fucked. He, he grows a beard. He's fucked. But then the military brings him back in and is like, we need you. And he's like, fuck off. Like, I'm not fucking with you guys. Mm-hmm. And he's, they're like, well, here's a video image of Maya. Are you sure you don't want to fuck with us? Or we can show you where she is. So then he's like, oh, fuck. Okay, <laughs> fine. So so that's when, that's why he goes to find Alfie, right? Then he finds Alfie and he's like, I need, like, he kind of goes rogue from the military at that point. So then he's like, I just need to find Maya. Like, where is she? Where is she? So he's trying to take Alfie to Maya. Like, he's trying to find her. 
finally, when he takes Alfie to this like AI kind of camp, he does find Maya, and Maya is alive, but she's in a coma. And it's that moment that she realizes that he realizes that Alfie is Maya's and his daughter, and that there's not the AI cannot. They're literally programmed to not kill Maya, but Maya has no chance. This is a fucking brutal, mm-hmm. brutal moment. So they love Maya. And across this movie, the entire film, honestly, you really start to be like, is AI that bad? Like, the humans are the bad guys in this movie. And, like, it, it, it starts slowly, but over time, you start to be like, they just want to live, bro. Like, they don't want to be slaves, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so when you find Maya, the AI won't kill her because, like, they, they, it's against her. Like, Maya programmed them not to, like, hurt her. But she needs to be, like let go she's like just decaying gnarly like on a ventilator and all this shit and so joshua has to let her go like he's the one that has to do it and alfie watches and it's like super super gnarly then the camp gets attacked and there's this like huge weapon that the humans use i forgot what it's called but it's like this massive ship that basically just destroys everything like and it's like a trump card like they just keep rolling it out ai can't do anything about yeah, it's it it's on outer space almost yeah. yeah and like they believe that alfie can like shut this down like that's like what yeah. they think alfie can use her emp powers to like shut this weapon down and you know save everybody right so after that kind of joshua has this character turn where he starts to kind of feel like the ai are people he starts to turn he realizes Alfie is his daughter, or at least a clone yeah. of his daughter, and he turns and starts to kind of. Right. Before he was kind of like, you know, Mando. Like he was kind of like, whatever. It's fucking, yeah. I got to do this. It's a job. One of the biggest part about this though is Alfie is literally an innocent. Like she is like a child. Like she acts like a child. She is says things like a child. She literally is like an innocent little person. So you've yeah. got all these like people trying to kill her. And she's just like yeah. she's like public enemy number one. Yeah, and she's just like a little kid. She loves TV. She sits in front of the TV. You know, she's you know she kind of she's curious. She's, she's curious. asking questions yeah. about life. So that's where it gets death. you as like yeah. a parent because yeah. you're like, well, like she's just an innocent and she's just trying to do the right thing. And then eventually she realizes what she has to do. So that and that's the other. That's kind of like the the what kind of gets you trumped into the the story that women. The other thing is. In the, they're so far in the future, they can actually transfer consciences, consciences. So they from they have these uh, these robots that actually were scanned by people. So you have all these multiple like multiple like um, variants of yourself. So like Maya, who's the leader, she had herself scanned, and there's like multiple variants walking around in like Thailand, basically. And so Joshua sees her face all everywhere, mm-hmm. and but she can you could take their consciences as a human. You could take it out. You could scan their brain and put it on a disc, mm-hmm. and that actually plays and then a, upload that disc into like another AI, another AI. So you literally can come, and I think that was the big forever, and the, mm-hmm. which is funny because that's what the humans are using to to like get information out of AI. They're scanning each other, and then they put in another one, and then mm-hmm. they put in another one. But it, I think that's, like, one of their biggest fears is, like, shit, we, there's no longer no human race. We literally will just be robots. Yeah, everybody will come in. Yeah. It's kind of like the Star Trek Picard season two where he, like, transferred his conscience to a, 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 a AI body. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Yeah, so that's what I'm so, a nerdy. So then we get into the final act, right? The final act is, you know, they had to let – Joshua had to let Maya go. Alfie watched him. The camp is being attacked. And Joshua kind of, like, makes a turn. And he's like – We've got to fucking destroy this human weapon. Like, mm-hmm. all the way on the AI side, start on the human side, huge arc. 
Alfie and me, we're going up there. We're going to fucking destroy this thing. So they get up there. Like, there's all these logistics involved that I don't really think matter for, like, the main story. But they end up getting up there, and they end up, like, it works. Like, Alfie, you know, it's danger. It's action. It's all this crazy shit's going on. Meanwhile, the AR getting decimated, like, while this is all happening. And it's, like, crescendo action, right? Well, the thing that fucks me up the most is Alfie gets up there, and ultimately Joshua has to sacrifice himself to to fucking get this done right like there's a point in time that he can decide either me or alfie basically like there there is that point it's kind of like the armageddon moment where they draw straws you know what i mean and then like uh fucking bruce Bruce willis like says nah fuck you doesn't even draw the straws and just shuts them all out it's like that like there's like a a one escape pod i know bro fuck (laughs) that movie's so good it's like an one escape pod type of shit. Everything's blowing up, blah, 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 blah. And, and you know, they're, like, talking about what they're going to do. Only one can fit, blah, blah, blah. Joshua puts himself in and, like, fucking, or puts Alfie in and then, like, you know, says. But here's what fucks me up. I'm going to set this scene for you because this is so <laughs> fucking nuts to me. Okay. Half, like, in, like, act one, Joshua has basically just met Alfie. And uh, they're traveling to, like, one of Joshua's friends who's going to, like, send him to another friend to try to find Maya, right? He's still dark and human and doesn't think Alfie's real. Doesn't really think, like, doesn't respect her as a, as a thing. Like, it's basically like, you're a computer, fuck off, right? They're on a bus, and, you know, it's nighttime. They're having to hide their identity, so their coats are all up, and they're fucking, Alfie's got a hat on. Like, they're all fucking, it, like, shit's not going well. On this bus ride, Alfie has a line. And she's like, I might literally fucking cry doing this. <laughs> <sighs> she says are you going to heaven and he says no you have to be a good person to go to heaven and then she says then we're the same because you're not good and i'm not a person and then then you know he's basically just like shut up whatever fucking best (laughs) so the whole movie goes on right whole thing it's great writing. It's great I'm writing. Crying. No, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. Start with Matthew Perry and with this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jesus. So when Josh decides to put himself, put Alfie in the thing. In the escape pod. Escape pod. There's a moment where he looks at Alfie and Alfie's like, you know, beside herself. She's crying. She's like, don't do this, whatever. And he puts his hand on the glass and he says, I'll meet you in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a teary movie. Yeah. It's a teary movie. And I just feel like that, like, completes the transformation for him. Because not only is he saying that I believe you're a person, or you, like, deserve the same, like, I don't know, respect, rights, whatever you want to call it. But he's also saying that, like, I think I'm good enough to get there now, too. So it's this, in this one line exchange, it's a full circle for Joshua, where he starts off as, like, Fuck you. I'm mm-hmm. a human. Like, you're AI. I don't give a fuck. He grows to understand, like, that these, like, oppressed people matter. And then ultimately kind of in his dying breath is, like, confirms, like, the, the change. Like, the full circle moment. And it's so, like, beautiful. It's just fucking beautiful, man. Zach. <laughs> it's just beautiful, Aww, dude. Zach. <laughs> it's so good. It's it- so good. It is a it's a it's a great um, sci-fi movie altogether because visually it's amazing. 
Um, and visually, it, it's probably going to win an Oscar. Yeah, visually, for, like, like it's wow. top notch. Um, then they've got you know they've got the the children aspects, it's got the innocent aspects, and one thing cool at the end is Joshua actually gets to see Maya one more time. Yeah, because she he scanned her brain because she was still her brain was still functioning, just her body was dead, and so he scanned her brain and put it on a disc. And um, was it Alfie or him? It was Alfie who took her. So he could, so she could see her mom for the first time. Took her consciousness and put it into an AI robot. And then, and then, that like, was all her. and then, like, walked that AI to Joshua. It yeah, was like, hey, this is mom. So he actually got to see her. She got to be with her parents for one last time. You know, it is kind of sad because she's like, no, don't leave me. I need you. Don't, I need you, and don't leave me like yeah. a kid would. So like, it's really heartbreaking in that moment. But at the end, you at the, at the end of the movie, you realize that okay. The the oppression's over. This isn't humans are actually the bad ones in this because yeah. the reason this war started was because the humans said the AI did a, a Terminator two thing or Terminator which blew up there, which is wasn't true. It was an actual miscalculation on a, a human being who blamed it on an AI person, and it, so it was like yeah. completely sh- bullshit basically. So um, it's a great movie to watch in the movie theater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you you fucking missed a banger, dude. Because it's it's so epic in every scene, really, yeah. and you have to watch the um um it, just the surround sounds were great, and so and the acting. The one thing I love about this movie is I've seen some of these. I've seen Gemma Chan before, who played Maya. She was on the um uh what's that Disney or that Marvel movie that nobody watched the um. Anyway, I can't even think of it. Anything in the last five years? Yeah, just the one with Angelina Jolie. Um, oh, the Eternals. The Eternals. Ooh. So, uh, the, uh, and and I I knew I'd seen um, I'm there. David Washington, Jeffrey David Washington. Is that right? Um, John David. John David Washington on Tenet, which is he's a great sci-fi actor. I'm I'm realizing, and so I think yeah, he's good. Well, and then obviously the little girl, she's actually twins, twin girls. Um, I love movies where you're like. Not quite sure I've seen them before, and they're not too famous because you get sucked into that yeah, you story. Always, you always go back to that trope. I have to because you, you hate big names. In I movies. fucking hate it. Like I can't. <laughs> like I can't get sucked in if Brad Pitt was in that movie. Don't get me wrong, I love Brad Pitt, but yeah. like, yeah. If you if you want a good story, kind of what you're saying, an original story, you need. Yeah, you need that. I think we can go. I just have like two quick things, and then we can go to um, a point I want to make around original movies, and then we can go to ratings. So. One thing is um, Madeline Univoyles, who played Alfie, mm-hmm. I think should be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, she's twins. She was seven. Yeah, when she recorded this, seven, and she and the director said that she was the first person to audition for the role, and she did the audition, and he was like, "I don't think we're looking for anybody else. I think we're done." Didn't even didn't even fucking hold any other auditions for the role, and she was so good that at the end of the um, this scene where you know. You know, this huge crying scene, whatever, whatever, John David. She lands, and the final scene of the show is, like, zoom in to Madeline's face and just let her fucking cook. And she does. Like, it's, like, fear and anger, but happiness because, like, she saved everybody, but sorrow because she just lost her parents. Like, it all happens in just her face in, like, a 45-second span. And it's like, dude, you're seven. What the fuck? (laughs) How do you do this? So she was incredible. Um... I kind of want to talk about like why movies are hard to make when they're original, but I actually, I still don't, I feel like we've taken a lot of time, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> let's, let, we can just go to ratings. So what do you think? 
Um, I'm going to give it, uh, I was giving it an 8.8 just because it was such a great. Do you have any like, like critiques? Um, I have like one. I'm trying to think of some, it's, it's been over a month. So I'm trying to think of something that bothered me about the movie. Um, I, I just, I can't think of anything, you know, I think it doesn't get a 10 just because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, there's probably some things that I was not happy about, but an 8.8. This is basically iRobot. Uh, that makes me go, want to go back to my why movies are hard to make. <laughs> so iRobot um, was was more. Was it was the opposite of iRobot, but I can, I think I can do this hella quickly. So basically, yeah, this is your fault, Jordan. <laughs> so basically, um, movies are a lot easier to get budget from if they're like connected to something that's yes. already successful. Yes. Like that's why we see all these like books and other IP and all this stuff that's like we know will sell because it's, it's like so easy bet, right? to yeah. like say like. Look at this. It's already popular. Mm-hmm. Give me money. So it's harder to get original. So what, what you do when you pitch an original idea to, like, investors is you have to bring comps. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to be like, this is iRobot meets Mandalorian meets District 9 meets Logan. Like, mm-hmm. they literally require you to do that. And then if they give you the money, you have to follow through with that shit. Like, you can't just, like, fucking go rogue. So even when we see these original films, they you can pull, like, those comps I just said, you can pull them. Yeah. It's District 9, it's it's Logan, it's iRobot like but that's because they need to do that to get money. It sucks, but it's true. Yeah. But it's still original and if you support original films, you should go see it. Yeah. Like you should see this shit. Yeah. It's 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 definitely a, a movie worth watching. I I I'm just trying to think of something that I didn't enjoy about it. I mean, it's it's um I mean, I was enthralled, so I mean, I, I what's guess. Your, what's your critique? I have one and it's that I just felt like the speed, the pace at which it moved was too fast. Like, I, I, I wish, I feel like they could have broken this movie into two. I wish that I could have spent more time in this world. Yeah. I loved it. I loved this world. I loved the characters. I fucking thought it was so dope. And there were so many characters that you get introduced to, like the general of the yeah. AI. Like, there's so many characters like that that you get introduced to and then get murked in, like, the next scene. And you're like, fuck, dude. Like, what is this? I want to know more about that person. So I just, I felt like they, like, moved too quickly for me. I wish that they would have slowed down and maybe even broken up in the yeah. sequels if they could. I would love to read this as a book. Like, if yeah. they made it a book, which I know they tend to do with movies sometimes, they'd kind of add, make it a writer. I would love to, to read that book and have it be a great sci-fi series. Like, I think it could be an epic world. I want to spend more time in the world. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. a compliment. Yeah. yeah. It's a nine for me. I thought it was yeah. fucking great. 8.8, yeah, I think. All right, so we got a 8.9. 8.9, yeah. I'll give it an 8.9 just to keep it even. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All Thanks, right, let's Jordan. See. Make math easy. You guys did a great job breaking it down if I had to make a, make a rating. Yeah, it's definitely... Um, Watch how wrong we are. It's probably yeah. going to get, like, crushed. I don't care what anybody else... This fuckers. Fuck them. Fuck the world. Fuck them, yeah. Yikes, my boy. It's not looking good. It's not looking good, bruv. Okay, so um, critics got it at a 67. Audience has it at a 76. Not terrible. It's not terrible, but it's not close to what yeah. we what we just said. But you know, who cares? Whatever. We liked it. Yeah. So I loved it personally. Yeah. You need to see it, dude. I will. You would have loved it. I'll see it. Put it on the list. Yep. All right. We'll be right back after this. Hello, Hopheads. We just want to take a quick moment to shout out our friends over at Hops Geek News. Hoppy Mommy and Mash have a podcast where they drink beer as well. And turns out they talk about nerd shit. So if you're enjoying this, you'll enjoy them. Uh, you can find them on the Hops News platform, anywhere you can find podcasts. And 
I think when we went toe to toe to them in the Nerd. battle, and they knowledge. did they did technically beat us, but like I kind of have a beef with that because they removed Jr., who's part of our team. That's like, true. So That's it's true. like, why would you? Why were? Why are we tying an arm behind our? Like, of course you and me don't know what we're talking yeah. about. So like, it's been I got a life. beef with that. I feel like we need a rematch, and I think we should have Jr. Yeah. But it wasn't that bad though. It was close, it was closer than we than we thought. It wasn't that bad. That's encouraging. We <laughs> lost, but we, we we it was close. This was supposed to be an ad spot for Hawks Geek News, and instead it's just a, a fucking challenge. Challenge. <laughs> a challenge. We're throwing down the gauntlet. <laughs> so we'll Halloween see you back out there. Twenty twenty two. Matter of fact, don't even go fucking listen to this guy. Just, <laughs> just stay right here. No, we love him. Love you guys. Check yeah. him out. Hair flip, and we're back. He did a lot of those. We're talking Loki. It was ninety percent hair flips. Mm-hmm. Every time, every time he time slips, he's like, "Oh, Does, <gasps> doesn't he like do that? Like, like didn't he talk about that? Um, where he's like, I was like, he if he gets in the character, he just kind of does that like all the time. Like, I, I feel like I saw an interview with him. Probably he does it every scene, and, and then like, he like freezes for a second and holds it. I feel like <laughs> that's his like his shtick. <laughs> that's uh, your shtick. Yeah. So Loki season two. Um, we let Zach take the reins on the last segment. Let's let JR explain to the world what Loki season two is about. All right. So obviously there's a, a multiverse. Obviously. Well, obviously. It's Marvel. So, but they've got a lot of like these B characters in here, I think, which is really hard to like pay attention to. Um, like Ouroboros, you know. Uh, OB. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Love that actor. Mr. Paradox. Obviously Morbius is on. That's all TVA stuff. Um, Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes. But I think for me, it, you know, if, if I had to like narrow the, the story down to, uh, it doesn't sound, it doesn't, it doesn't sound familiar or didn't look familiar to me to any story that I've read from the comics. Um, other than that, it's got the, the Kang and the time verse and the going back and forth. It, it, there's a lot of Fantastic Four stuff in this instead of, instead they moved it to Loki. You know, Fantastic Four does goes through a lot of this with Kang and, and the Avengers go through a lot of this with Kang and where they're time jumping and they're trying to figure out some of these, like, what's he doing? Because what is actually Kang trying to do? He's trying to conquer, but not just conquer, like, one plane of existence. He's trying to conquer all planes of existence. And so in, in this story, they messed that up. Somewhere along in season two, at the end, they messed up his plan to conquer. They actually fucked up his devices and so you had this like really twisted where everything was starting to go out and they gave free will to everybody right so everybody is able to kind of make their own timeline and so what it's done is create this like chaotic implosion of basically the multiverse and um they try uh, what loki and morbius is trying to do is they're trying to find a variant of um kang of kang who's not so evil. <laughs> hasn't gotten there yet. Who hasn't gotten there and who's still kind of in like the infancy of like his thinking, which is what t- Mr. Uh, Dr. Wim- Timely was. Mm. Victor Timely. Victor Timely. How convenient of a name. Right. And Trash s- name. Yeah. <laughs> Trash character name. But the, um, so what they did was they, they traveled around and there's, and obviously there's something going on with, and Loki's like a key pivotal point because he's uh, time slipping and uncontrollably, right? So he's going from one time to another, and sometimes he's going back to the same time he just did, just in another universe or another timeline. But it's like he's in the same spot. It just and it looks painful. It's so confusing. It yeah. looks painful. It ends up having, like, multiple Lokis in the same scene. Same spot. So he's, like, same seeing himself. Yeah. So it, that's, it, that's, a, that's a pull you see in a few things. Like yeah. That happens in The Matrix. That happens in Harry Potter. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. in Harry Potter. Yeah, when yeah. he does the... 
like spectro, but like the, the yeah. aura. On or he the thinks lake. it's his dad. He's oh, that's my oh, dad. That's and right. he goes, oh no, it's her. It's that's me. right, yeah. dude. That's yeah. right. It's a common trope. Where yeah, Hermione has her little uh, trinket. Um, but but it doesn't make it any easier to follow. It is definitely hard. It's time travel is really hard to explain. Uh, is it going to be the, yeah, the we loop are, we are through the deep in the woods now? The, yeah. the loop, <laughs> you know. Thing. So Loki, I think, um, you know, if you're gonna, you know, it's really, it's really hard to keep an eye on, but it's. I think they definitely ran off with their own story on this timeline stuff because I, I, I can't think of any comic, and you know, people let me let us know if you if you know because I can't think of any storyline other than the Kang stuff with the Fantastic Four and the Avengers. There's an Avenger thing where Kang starts fucking with this stuff, and there is a there is a comic. Uh, with he who remains, he who that. remains, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, but like, I can't think of like where Loki's involved or anything sure. like that, or the um, Norse gods are involved. But it's interesting that you brought up Fantastic Four, and we'll talk about yeah. Well, uh, Morbius and Morbius actually is, it first appearances in, in the Fantastic Four comic book. Oh, okay, yeah, and I think TVA comes in the Fantastic Four as well. Okay. But so basically, that's what they're doing, and they're trying to solve this big mathematical problem, right? And you've got um, Orbianus or Ob, uh, which is um, I can never get his name right. Um, the actor sh- Shorty from Short Round from yeah, um, and he just won for Nah, Best bro, Jones. Nah, bro, he, he's uh he's the homie from uh, uh, Goonies. No, yes, yes, but he's that's dead. not what he's known or for now. He was on Exino Man. No, he was on Everything um, Everywhere, everywhere All at Once. Everywhere, everywhere yeah. All at Once. Yeah. And he won an Oscar. He did for win that an shit. Oscar for that. Um, that was, he had like the biggest hiatus between his like, I know. roles. Yeah. I don't know why I can't. So I can cool. never think of his name. But anyways, um, he, he, you know, so he. he I'll got, look it up. He's got Keep all going. these like you know side characters that oh Kihu Kwan, Kihu Kwan, yeah. Um, I love him, bro. So yeah, so basically they're trying to try and solve this big mathematical problem, and one thing that. <laughs> That can is really confusing too, is because they all at at one point they all get separated back into what they think is their original lives, right? Because everybody in the TVA yeah. was basically kidnapped and brought yep. to the TVA, like and in, then mind wiped by wiped, he who remains, by he who remains, yep. and, and um, brainwashed and brainwashed like TVA agents. So they all kind of go back to what they may have perspectively been in their own timeline in their own own world. Yep. Selling jet skis. Yes, because <laughs> selling jet skis, which was funny. Yeah. Form and function. There's something about <laughs> Owen Wilson and the way Owen he, Wilson's so fucking so good, good, dude. Yeah, it's just the God, way he does I lo- He's like the same character in every movie and show, but I love him as Mobius, bro. I love him. He's he, so good. He's, he's like, like some pop. He kind of yeah. makes... He kind of... Well, makes the show. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He brings you, and he kind of brings the kind of like down to earth kind of guy, right? So it's like he, he's in this garage. Which at is this perfect house. for this timeline yeah. yes. yeah. situation. He's, he's yeah. literally, and then like there's that one, one point yeah. he's trying to like uh, talk to like um, uh, number 15 or whatever her name was, and was like, hey, do you. Do you like outdoor activities? You yeah, know, he's like yeah. doing his cell pitch. He's talking about yeah. great financing options yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I, I, anyways, that's the And then when, when Loki finally sees him in his, like, own timeline, he's like, you're from the TVA. And he's like, I think you mean ATVs. And I have a couple <laughs> of. I know you think we don't have them, but we got yeah, a yeah, couple of them. he's like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, it's great. Almost is so great. But, um, so, anyways, at, towards the end, they kind of – figure out what they need to do. They all need to be in the same room to get back to the TVA's original timeline. Because their auras. Their auras are, are linked together. The whole aura thing is so interesting. Like, well, our auras are linked together, so always, I understand. Always always forever. Forever. They're not linked. They're linked like little. I can feel your aura throbbing within me. <laughs> 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 
So anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a. <laughs> it was a. It was a hard story to follow. Um, uh, but I think that. Throbbing. I think oh, that fuck me, bro. What the fuck? I think that it, <laughs> so, Loki, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Uh, yeah. Timelines. <laughs> so, any uh, take backs, apologies. Um, you can't take that back. Let's I'm close it out. That. Let's close out the episode. <laughs> uh, so, this is like a perfect evidence uh, to me of just how out there Marvel's gotten, but almost yeah. to a point to where it's like calling itself out on it mm-hmm. like it's like we're lost like we're we're everywhere let's Dude, make it you guys have like vo- I, I don't have the same take i feel like you guys are both like this is a mess and i don't really think I, it is i i honestly to be honest with you i don't think it's as a mess as in like i think this is Mar- the best thing marvel's done but let like, me Loki- finish i'm sorry go ahead i'm saying that like it's taking that trope of like marvel's lost its way yeah. and like putting it on its head and like focusing it into an actual direct narrative to where it's oh so like you actually were gonna it, pull that around yes <laughs> Okay. Stop throbbing! I can talk. Oh God! I don't use the word. Again. I think that. Uh, <laughs> or, uh, I, I think that it's like almost making a joke on itself and like calling everyone out. Like this is like that what the haters are talking about. Yeah. But we can make it one direct story. It, it is. Huh. It is hard to follow, but it's intentional. Yeah. And I think that it has a point, and I do think that you can like grasp it. Yeah. Um, it's not crazy hard though. Like you got to pay attention though. Like you I do ju- have to pay attention. Yeah. Sometimes to I can watch a show aspect. and work at the same time. I could not do that with this show. No, you have to be directly following it, and yeah. like, little things matter. I'm glad I binged it because I was able to. do I that. did not. Probably the way I, to do it. And I think I think this one you should. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, you'll keep the the, the, the line thought right. process. Yeah. I do think that there are some really cool things that Disney pulled in this that they haven't pulled previously, and. From the most part of it, I think it's the darkness. Yes, and I think that there are some fucked up things that happen. It's kind of scary a little. It is like, and I think they did a really good job of it. Um, yeah, one of the things is one like the timelines are fading and mm-hmm. they start weaving into the, like the. It almost looks like the tentacles. In, yeah. Um, the Last of Us makes yeah. me think of, and yeah. it slowly, yeah, kind of and it's like people are starting to like fuck, or, or like, when like Time Lord, like when he, what's his name, the Victor Timely, Timely? when he yeah. first like was like, I'm gonna save everybody, and, so then, and he just like good. disintegrated yeah. immediately. Like the, oh my god, I, when that happened, I was like jaw open, like that was a good twist. That was a great twist. And, and my thought was like, okay. very unlike Disney, exactly. And this is uh, like uh, this is how he becomes. He who remains. He goes yeah. out into the radiation and somehow becomes more powerful. And right. he got murked. <laughs> like right away. Yeah. Um and, or when like they take the, the prisoners and they put them in the box and right. they see it, but they're just squished yeah. into a pulp. And they actually are dead. Yes. Like I, it's like, oh, they're right. dead. They're it's gone. almost like there should be an unrated version of this movie and for like adults only. And that that you can see the blood. I like they don't show it. I like that. I just like that there's real like like danger consequences. consequences. I mean, you yeah. can hear the blood dripping. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but I want. I kind of wanted it after watching oh, Gen V. I wanted to you're, watch. You're dark, bro. Get off the Hellraiser. <laughs> I, I love Hellraiser. I know you do. I I think that it's. It was just like a, I was like, okay, finally, like they're they're getting the message. Like, yeah. Let's let's show some fucking edge. Yeah. yeah. I, I I felt like this show was kind of. First of all, I think it's the, like Phase Four Loki is easily the best thing. That Disney has going for it right now, in True. my opinion. The show, out of all the shows, out for of all sure, the shows, it's definitely the best show. Yeah, but I felt like I don't really see how this show is going to connect to like the bigger thing. I guess, I guess what they're going to do is they're going to like bring is, back is fucking it, Iron Man and bring well, back Kang, like the right? Avengers. I mean, and Kang shit, was right? supposed to be the the. But well, that's the, the thing, well, like, the and thing that's like the everybody. huge question is like, yeah, we can talk about that now if we want to. What are we doing with uh, for, Okay, Major. let's talk about it now. I hope they keep Jonathan Majors. I don't think they will. 
I just it sucks because he's so he's really fucking good. good. He's so good. And as as Victor Timely, dude, he was amazing. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. He was killing that shit. And what's crazy is that like you need an actor who can be all of these different things, mm-hmm. and he is, and he can trope. do that shit, bro. He can be whoever you need him to be and be convincing in mm-hmm. that shit. And I just think that like it's sad. Like I don't know. I was watching this thinking. Without getting into like the ramifications of like the legal situation, because I have really no idea what's going on with that, just from a pure fan standpoint, sad to see Jonathan Majors go if they're going to let him go, and it sounds like they are. Hundred percent. Yeah, oh, um, man, it's definitely rough. What a because, L. Yeah, I mean, who knows exactly? Like you're saying, who knows? We, no one's here to speculate, and I mean, there's some. That's some, what we're here for, actually. actually exactly. But I, 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 I'm trying not to speculate on on that. Stuff, I have no I idea guess. what's happening with the trial. Not with that. No. Yeah, I don't want to speculate on, on that stuff. But like, I think I, it it will be a loss, and it's gonna just be another hit to Marvel. So it's like almost just like, hey, let's just revamp in another way completely. Because it's like their whole plan kind of goes down the fucking drain. Well, that's why I thought it was Majors interesting you brought up gets dropped. Fantastic, Fantastic Four because yeah. they can pivot to Doom. They and, can. And, and that's, I, I've been wanting to see Doctor Doom so badly, but not this way. This is not how I want him yeah, to Yeah, I want Doctor Doom to be – because he sometimes is a good guy. So, like, I don't want him to be the main uh, Thanos. You know, I want Isn't him – Isn't Fantastic Four coming out pretty soon? I know they've, that they've cast. I thought they maybe have picked it people maybe it's in like the writing phases but mm. obviously who knows because as jordan pointed out in our on our text thread i mean even blade had to start over yeah because they, disney the went through script disney. was awful yeah mm-hmm. and a vampire movie you know so i uh, it's i don't know i mean i just it is a great thing it, it jonathan majors is, it did such a good job with kang i don't know are we sure they're dropping him no it's just speculation at this point it's like they're th- what, what's they're your con- percentage like are you saying like 75 percent they're gonna drop him 50 like what i think it's feeling? above 50 but i think it's close do you think disney maybe because normally i would have said he would have been dropped like immediately regardless if he was found yeah. guilty or not yeah. but do you think they've kind of learned their lesson a little bit with like johnny depp because Johnny Depp has Dude, Johnny Depp is a fucking. I know it's a mess, hard, hard thing to think about, but Johnny Depp. <laughs> That's such a can they, of worms you just opened, they, bro. They they literally want he they want to make a new pirates, but he wants an apology. It's a mistake to make a new pirate. How many pirates Johnny can Depp they make? Talk, they want to make a new Jesus. pirates, but the, he won't. And they want Johnny Depp back, but he's like, I'm not doing it until you apologize. It's a mistake. To me. So it, it's like Johnny Depp. First of all, that's a wild position for Johnny Depp to take. Second of all, <laughs> it's Johnny Depp. Though. It's a mistake yeah. to do this with Johnny Depp because it's only a matter of time before like. Well, he's a drunk, obviously. Bro, he is fucked. It's yeah. also a mistake to make another pirates. When's the last good pirates movie they made? Like. It's, Number one? It's been a while. I don't know, but <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow, though. But I'm legendary just, the, the reason Captain. that course, I'm saying that is do you think maybe they're kind of rethinking since They're the probably holding holding their cards to make yeah. a call before they... They're they, making an they exit strategy They want to see what the, what the right legal now. situation yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. They're coordinating their yeah. exit strategy just in Which case. I think is fair, bro. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. everybody's... I, I will say that, like, I have heard that there are there is evidence like to the contrary of right. what the initial but then position other people was. are coming out and yeah. saying so that, it's a mess Every, nobody a, knows what happened he's hard to work with yeah he has like this like terrible rep, reputation as, with like coworkers yeah. and stuff that makes a lot i mean and, but like, he's a, i heard on the, the creed actor, right? 3 movie that michael b jordan like multiple times had to like basically talk him off of a ledge like yeah. he was like losing his fucking that, shit i mean that makes a lot he of seems sense. like he's out of his mind which well, that's sucks the best actors but he's amazing he's yeah. an amazing actor so it's i mean just a troubled sense. artist joaquin phoenix yeah. is i've heard similar things he's not easy to deal with no. he, i mean uh, there's a video of him yeah, but yelling Majors is black um that sucks though like i hate that that yeah. that's a factor because less less uh less uh 
appetite for yeah, that. Yeah, that's shit. fucking dumb to me. But whatever. It's I mean, because I mean, there's literally a video of him of uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix yelling at a guy while he's trying to get in his moment. Shut the fuck up! I'm trying to get in. Like, I mean, let's yeah. talk, we can talk about Jared Leto. Like, we can talk about all the Jared crazy Le- Tom, shit. Tom Cruise. I mean, all those. What about the dude that played uh, uh, Billy Butcher in uh, uh, American Gangster? American Gangster. Uh, Christian Bale. No, bro. No. What's American Gangster? Denzel Washington? Uh, uh, no, bro. American Gangster. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Gangs of New York, I mean. Gangs of New York. Oh, oh. Billy Butcher. Oh, oh. David. Um, man, that's He also good. was in uh, uh, No Country for Old Men. And There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Yeah. And Last of Mohicans, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like a known psychopath. That's actually one of my favorite actors. I can't think of his name. Um, But yeah, he's one of those like intense actors. I mean, like yeah. method So anyway, we don't, know, we don't know if he's going to get dropped, but he might get dropped. And, yeah. and, and the consensus is... From a fan standpoint, it's a sad day if we drop Jonathan Majors as King of Well, it's Crawford definitely going to be a, because yeah. it's a big L from like the storytelling perspective because he was he's so good yeah. at being different versions of Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis, yeah, one of my favorites. So he's so great at being different versions of the character. If if they do pivot, who's who's Doom? I don't know. Someone absolutely not famous. Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis, yes. <laughs> I don't really feel like I know enough about Doom to answer the question. Doom is such a uh, narcissistic egomaniac. Like, it's over the top. So Guy like, Fieri. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's literally over time. Diners, really, drive-ins, and Doom. Honestly, you really don't even... <laughs> How? How do you do it? Yeah. I mean, you really don't need, like, to be honest. You just need a guy with a great How voice. How old? What's, our, what's the age range here? 40 to 50. Josh Harnett. All right, moving on. Josh, Josh Harnett, Harnett has not... the worst stage presence of all time. Have you seen the latest Black Mirror season? No. There's an episode of Josh Hartnett and Aaron Paul, and it's one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. Sure, but like, I think that you need to come to the like the reality that Josh Hartnett has the worst stage presence of all time. He was great in Oppenheimer. What are you talking about? Was he, though? Yeah. Was he great? Yeah, he was great. great. Fantastic. Stole the show. <laughs> So I don't know what we're talking Stole about here. I don't know what we're talking about here. All right. No, yeah, I no, forgot no. that he was in Oppenheimer. Exactly, bro. <laughs> exactly. Wow. He's so fucking just, forgettable, bro. I just realized. No, because he was so, he, you forgot it was Josh Hartnett playing that character. Because he was so good. Because he thought he was real. Yes. Like, in the moment. Come on. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, all right. So, so I thought Loki was good. <laughs> I thought that the story was pretty confusing. I thought Jonathan Major stole the show as he fucking... Always does and everything. He's I don't think he stole the show in this one. I think that he did such a good job contributing, but I feel like Owen Wilson. Owen probably. Wilson is yeah. such a cr- yeah. such a crux of this. I I, I just I fucking love Owen yeah. Wilson in this. Yeah, movie. I mean, there's and there's, you need that character in this show yeah. to keep it grounded, like we talked. And about. What, however, really they end Loki is like basically Disney restarting, and it's so good how they play it real and dark and no. severe consequences. But then you have. Owen Wilson and Loki arguing about, well, it's his turn. Like, yeah, it's, that character looks like you. Look, this isn't me playing with a little yeah. toy. Like, this is obviously, like, no, you have that lighthearted. It is great. I mean, the hot chocolate scene was, yeah. he's like, hot chocolate machine? Like, was it was so great. bizarre to me. There's, like, all this, like, technology around you that's so fucking mm-hmm. high end, and he gets, like, I want to leave and go look at the hot chocolate machine. Yeah, well, because he was making cold drinks, so now he saw a yeah, machine that made yeah, hot drinks. Yeah, he likes temperature. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's. Is it better than season one? I think it's better than season one. I, I don't. Here's here's why. I think the outfits were amazing. I think like the God damn it. <laughs> Whose ass did you see pop? No, no ass. No ass. You like, love uh, Tom. Hid- he, is it his name? Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Here, Tom Hiddleston and his, his pea coat. You, you're loving these hair flips. Here's why I say this. Not because of booty. All right. It's because because of hair. Yeah, hair. But um, 
Can you imagine like being on one of these like sets and you're just going from one world to from another? You watch it from 1893. I mean, like just kind of like being like you get to dress up this way. And I love 1893. It's a great. I hold. I love the whole uh, World's Fair from the Chicago. I read this book called The Devil in the in the White City, which is how H. H. Holmes kind of mirrored the growth of. Um, of Chicago and the growth of that uh, that World's Fair, and so obviously I have a little bit of. Like I actually took a tour in Chicago that mentions that the the uh, the World's Fair, mm -hmm. yeah, and how it was such a disaster, fires, all kinds of things. But anyways, the, that's the first Ferris wheel ever made. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, I I was like enjoying these time jumps. To be honest with you, I was like, man, that's that's cool. Uh, you know. That's a cool little time frame. And then when they jumped to, you know, when she's working at McDonald's, it was like the 70s or something, you know, or, and it was just kind of. Honorable mention to how they clearly had a, a deal with McDonald's for this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did they it say like, in the beginning? Golden Arches, McDonald's. Yeah. Multiple Here times. The one thing about McDonald's. Sylvie works for McDonald's. <laughs> the one thing about. We love McDonald's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one thing about Disney is they'll actually say in the beginning of their shows or their movies. I don't know if they did it for Loki, but they did it for the uh, Haunted Mansion. Uh, please uh, be aware that there's shameless uh, advertising in the in this. I never movie. saw that for Loki, but it needed to be put. Yeah, in it was definitely Loki. in Haunted Mansion. They had like Pepsi's and shit like that, Doritos and. Um, but anyways, I mean it's Disney. I mean I guess we can expect that. But anyways, that that was my Disney favorite. Disney is a client of mine, so yeah. shout out to Disney. There you Thanks go. For um, and that's for that's kind of the reason that I enjoy. It. I mean, this sets must have been miraculously just beautiful, and then like you escaped into the world, and they actually did a good job of. You know, it's almost like yeah, there's a bunch of CGI, but they almost had stuff that didn't need CGI. I mean, the sets yeah. in the were just amazing to me. I mean, the the whole uh, TVA set. I mean, just yeah. can, I, can I ask you guys how do you feel about Sylvie? Uh, Loki's variant. Mm -hmm. I liked her more in season one. She was more prevalent in season one. She was less uh, martyrish. Yeah, she was just more like going along. I mean, she's growing in this season. Like she used to be. She's kind of coming. She's kind of coming towards like. Loki's position of like mm -hmm. we need to like work with the TVA as opposed to just like destroy everything. Well, towards the end she is, yeah, because yeah. her whole timeline gets fucking murked. That was yeah. a nut scene. By yeah, the, way. The, the record shot, which I think yeah. made sense to have Sylvie be the one in that scene that that happens to that her like yeah, because she gave up. Timeline. She just wanted to live. She in wants that. that life so bad, she, and and but like Loki, this is happening because of what you did. Yeah, like, so it's like <laughs> yeah. you kind of like for anybody to like really be faced with the consequences of what she mm -hmm. did, it had to be Sylvie, and it had to be in the timeline that like she wanted so badly just to like live in and disappear in yeah. and then all of a sudden the timeline starts disappearing and that was nuts yeah. but it was really fucking cool yeah. that was really well done yeah. yeah so I mean that's kind of I think that so my my thought sorry you want to give it a rating oh uh, I'm going to give it uh, what did I say uh, I'm giving it an 8.4 okay a lot of God damn, that's high yeah. I, uh, I think that this season the first three episodes I was like okay this is this isn't really mm -hmm. pulling me in I think episode four Really is like when it turned for me. Yeah. And that's when it got a little darker, a little more real, a little more understandable to where like these are the consequences that are happening from the end of season one. Yeah. And you see them in their own little lives and like see what they actually got pulled away. Like that one was started getting real for me. And it's like, okay, I really want to see the end of this. Mm -hmm. um, episode five was kind of just like a, now he can control his time slips. But um, when they ended with episode four, I feel like that could have been a great finale. Mm -hmm. And like that would have been fucking. Yeah, jaw dropping. Like, okay, what's gonna happen next? Mm -hmm. Um, so I that was the episode that really pulled me in and really okay, I'm really excited about this. But before that, I, I really wasn't wasn't sold. So I give it a seven point two. Um, That's I lower than me. I don't but think that it's like 
mind blowing. I, I mean, it kind of is. It's perplexing if you want to go there. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's just like it's, it's. I think they could do better still. I think there's a lot of meat on which the is bone. good. And uh, we'll see what happens with Jonathan Majors. But I'm really nervous about that. Yeah, that's, that's a really, tough. Yeah. That's yeah, a that is tough worst, kill on Loki if that this. changes. Yeah. You know. So it's it's really kind of terrible for the whole phase, really. Like it's not just Loki. It hasn't been it's a great phase, phase, right? So I if mean, they lose Kang the Conqueror, and if this doesn't get to blow out to yeah. like a larger threat of like the you know Thanos level Kang right. the Conqueror threat, to really let Jonathan Majors cook, like it's it's a big loss for the phase, in my opinion. Yeah, like it sucks. It's, like it, his his biggest movie is going to be Quantumanium, and that was like a fucking flop. So yeah. that's going to be yeah. Really, yeah, really, which is unfortunate. Troubling. Yeah. Um, I gave it a seven six. I, I thought it was okay. I'm in the ballpark, same ballpark as you. What's up, Vader? Um, what's up, dude? Um, I, I think that it's okay. Like, I, I think it's Loki generally is the best like show that Marvel's done. This is a good season of it. It looks really good. Um, you know, I didn't love every aspect of it. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Cool. Uh, Jared, do you have any stock talk? Yeah, that? there's a couple. Should we look at the ratings of Loki? Well, I wanted yeah, to talk about. That up. I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the movies that are coming up. The Marvel movies, Miss Marvel movies that are coming up. Um, the Marvels. The Marvels. I could never get that. Like, what the fuck is that? The Marvels. And then I wanted to talk about. Uh, there's some stuff for Deadpool. Deadpool. I'm excited about. Yeah, that's that gonna be got Wolverine in it. Yeah, that's gonna be fantastic. Um. So let me start with the Marvels. And what we got for a rating before you get into that? Oh. Uh, critics eighty-one, audience eighty. Not right. bad. Well, their scores combined, we're pretty much right around there. Yeah, we're about an eighty. Yeah, eight seventy-nine. Yeah. So I mean, that's it's it's entertaining for sure. Loki, like it's not like it's not. And I, I mean, we didn't finish the season because there's one more episode left. Like we normally leave it. Can I yeah. ask you guys one question before we leave? Do you guys feel like Marvel knows that Loki is kind of their like flagship right now? Has to. I mean, I kind of feel like they do. Their rating is probably high. They obviously they don't think about t- the cast, right? Yeah. Like compared to like other projects they've done recently, like they got Owen Wilson, Tom Hiddleston, Jonathan Majors, like all in one. Is this the only show? season that ha- or only show that has multiple seasons? Because everything else seems one-offs, right? What's yeah, I think so. WandaVision was one season, right? Yeah, Captain America was one season. One season. This is the only show that has two seasons. Yeah, so I think that they're banking on this. Like this is like this is our like vehicle into like the next, yeah. the hey, next thing. You got to ride the hot hot hand, I guess. Yeah, it's so. the best thing they got. So yeah. good shit. Yeah. All right, what we got for stock talk? All right, so we got the Marvels coming up. So you're you're obviously going to look at a lot of these like. Um, Again, kind of where she already kind of appeared. So they're not like the most expensive books anymore. But uh, you got the first appearance of Carol Danvers as Miss Marvel. Um, coming, And so that's like a like a 130 book. Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel? Uh, Miss Marvel. She didn't start off a that's little right. sexism going on because they didn't give her the actual title until like way later. That's right. In fact, they didn't give her the title until Avenging Spider-Man number nine, which came out like only 15 years ago where they actually gave her the Captain Marvel title. So, I mean, Damn, they crazy. put her in this skimpy outfit and, and then she could bust heads, but they miss Marvel for like the, like forever. So, um, yeah, Avenging Spider-Man number nine is where they gave her the actual Captain Marvel name, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we, that comic, do you know, uh, Avenging Spider-Man number nine. How much is it worth? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I forgot that part, didn't I? 
I actually have this book, which is nice, but I wouldn't sell it because it's part of a run. Um, it's a like a forty dollar book. Okay. So it's pretty cheap. Might go up. Would it go up after the movie comes out? That's I, the whole. It depends on the movie, I guess. So yeah. it's kind of always that way. Yeah, it's kind of like stocks, you know. It like is. It depends definitely. on the performance of like the it's the IP talk. coming out. Yeah, it's, but it does. It does. Um, some of these books have actually taken dives because of movies. Like, uh, for instance, the first appearance of Carnage. When that movie came out, the second Venom movie, I bought that book at like one fifty. It literally dropped to like ninety bucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> the movie was so trash. I've actually never seen any of the Venom movies. First one's okay. Either second one. one's rough. the first one's entertaining. It's just like th- to bring Carnage out like that just pissed me off. Yeah, what a waste. It's such a, a um, Sony bro. Um, Goofing. Deadpool three. I want to talk about the. There's actually a book that has um, the first appearance of where Wolverine fights um, uh, Deadpool for the first time, and that book was starting off at like I think we were had it at forty five, and it went up to ninety when the book when the book came when the movie came out. So that's definitely one you want to buy. That's uh, Wolverine 88, First Battle of Wolverine versus Deadpool. It says 100 right now, but I bet you could probably find it around, like, 70, 75. And that one, if we're betting on the IP, I think is going to go up. Because yes. that, that movie's going to be good. That's going to go up. This book already went up once, mm-hmm. um, and it looks like 100% increases in copies sold this week versus the previous. So it's constantly selling. And I remember so it's hot. Like, it's get hot. it now because it's only get going it now. up. It's, like, actively going up. Yeah, it's actively going up. So that's that's definitely a book that you, want, that you could probably buy, and then when the movie comes out, sell it movies uh and then so i want to talk about books you don't want to buy and it's probably aquaman 2 books that you don't want to buy (laughs) don't get into aquaman Um, don't invest in aquaman at this point yeah the obviously uh like i was talking about the first appearance of cordax uh, there's that's uh Atlantis Chronicles number four. That's a three dollar book. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's not great stuff. Not worth your three bucks. Not worth your three bucks. You know, um. But if it if it doubles and goes to six, you could flip it. You flip it. You get three bucks. That's not worth. But yeah. Um, <laughs> there's from a McChicken to a whole all these damn books meal. for Aquaman. I would tell you are probably gonna take a dive. I mean. They're not the most expensive. There's obvi- I think Batman's gonna show up in Aquaman. So. If you have Aquaman, sell now. Yeah, I would get rid of Aquaman. I've actually been trying Don't to get rid Aquaman. of it. Don't have Aquaman. I've been trying to actively get rid of it. you need kindling and you run up dirt flames. Yeah. If just, you need heat in your home. Yeah. Those are the books you find in the dollar uh, dollar book yeah. boxes. So, um, But that's kind of my, my stock talk. All right. You know, yeah. Thank you Good for shit, that, man. JR. Yeah. Yeah. This has been fun. Yeah, yeah man. I look forward to many more. The last uh, in person. In person, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll make something happen. Yeah, I'm sure. On my way back over here. Last in a while. But uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch you all next month. Yep. See you.